Hello, it's insert day here again. Oh, <laughs> should probably change that in my notes. Oh well. It's through the balcony day again, and we're here to share some more stories of misadventure and excitement, and we're glad to have you here for the ride. First, a couple of little tidbits for you. We've had a few little homebrew things hanging around our table for a bit now, but this time we really started digging into them. So, for those of you interested at home, I thought I would share what we've been using and put some links in the description of the episode. Firstly, we're using the Wilderness Survival Guide by Aaron Drake, including the new armor options we've seen Absinthe using, as well as the alchemy system Bitsy uses today. We're also starting to use the herbalism kit mechanics by Shylock V. They're little things, but as you get more comfortable, they may be more important moving forward. Anyway, the more you know, right? Like I said, if you're interested, the links will be in the episode description and on the Podbean page. Well, we've got our full crew tonight, and I'm ready to get them on their way to their next destination, so without further ado, we'll get this game started. Having returned to Jarmok with the hopes of making use of your resources and allies in the city, you found yourself a guest of a Balbari in her newly acquired guild hall. As payment for a teleportation sigil to the port city of Drandir, you accompanied her golemancer into a recently uncovered part of the Precursor Ruins. There, you successfully disabled a sentry golem, securing its core, and proceeded to explore the newly opened areas beyond it. You found a long destroyed city that seemed to house riddles and secrets oddly relevant to other things you'd encountered in the desert, considering how ancient it appeared to be. Once it was clear that you'd learned what you could for one night, you returned to the surface and a ball. Your part of the bargain fulfilled, a ball set about fulfilling hers. With her thanks and a fair bit of gold for your trouble, you were left to your own devices for a day while she made all of the necessary arrangements. That night, you paid a quick visit to the Bitsy Spider to celebrate, and in the morning, set about any last business you had in the city. Bitsy, with Absinthe's moral support, went to a shop in the city to add the symbols of Kentha, Condon, and Alea to her collection of tattoos. Kizzy convinced Killa to take a break from work for the day, and she spent her time with him, while Ulrich spent his day finding his old friend Siobhan, whom he had not seen since helping her avoid murder charges in Kahas. Time finally caught up with Ervil and Rastin, though the encounter turned a bit tense when he decided to burn the copy of his journal that he had left in their care after asking for it back. Later he apologized to Ervil for the event, and the Dragonborn did his best to provide the young tiefling with advice. The next day, having finally gathered back at the Hall of the Night Lotus, you were ready to go. In the company of a ball, Oriana, and Rastin, you said your goodbyes, and Amea initiated the teleportation circle, sending you directly to the estate of a ball's merchant associate, Trevelin. As part of the dealings between him and Abal, he led you down to the city to meet with the captains of his ships to arrange your passage to the Amistashian Isles and Halder. After a brief meeting where you weighed all of your options, you decided to put your trust in Joris, the dragonborn captain of the Stormbreaker. Since Trevelin needed a day or so to get all the details sorted out, that left you with the chance to spend a little bit of time exploring the elven city. A light, intermittent rain still falls over the city as you step out of the small building where Trevelin and Joris are deep in conversation behind you. Did we get, like, anybody from Trevelyn's, like, uh, house to come with us so they could show us around the city, or is it kind of like we're free There is still the person that accompanied you down to the uh, the shrine this morning that came with. Oh, so uh, Jewel. Jewel. She could, in fact, kind of guide you around the city a little bit. Um, Though she did say she doesn't come down here super often. That's true. Hmm. I'm going to buy all of the fruit. I don't think we have to buy it, Bitsy. We can probably get some from Trevelyn. Well, yeah, we got Free. some from him. But I was thinking about getting a bunch of dried fruit. Oh, smart. Um, should we... Scurvy. Right? <laughs> For five weeks, I don't want scurvy. Six or seven, whichever one. Yeah, we need that fruit. Nine or ten, depending on how bad the weather is. <clears throat> need some of that vitamin C. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you guys are able to... Easily able to find, like, basic supplies, dried fruit and things. I mean, Port City, they, do, they are aware of things like scurvy on ships. So, dried fruit and meat and... All that is readily available. How much would that cost me? For a, a five-week trip of the amount of fruit Bitsy would eat, uh, 6,000 gold. Uh, no, <laughs> probably like true. five gold. 
Okay. Well, I was going to go to a dress shop, so okay. I'm going to go find that. All right. Uh, so you are able to ask Jewel, and she does points to you all the kind of area where it's the, the, called the public markets. Mm-hmm. And there's a number of shops and stalls there open to just the public people of, of Drandir and the people coming in off the wharves. It's near one of the, the main wharves in the city. And you're able to find a dress shop called uh, Jorvin's Elegance. Sweet. I'll just peruse there for a while until I find something. And I guess, would they usually... All the other shops that I've been to, they usually like, oh, what are you looking for? And is that going to happen here? Or there, there is a, uh, a male high elf behind the counter. He's very well dressed as you walk in. He gives a low so. bow. And... Does he will um, incline her head in return? How, how may I help you today? What are you looking for? I just wanted to see the fashion in Amakir and um, was directed this direct, or directed here, so I'm going to just browse for now. Very well. If you have any questions, do not hesitate to ask. Thank you. So, you're going to browse there for a little while? Mm-hmm. I know that Olek wanted to go to a weapon shop. I also know that Time wanted to go to a weapon shop yeah. at some point. You could probably hit that up. Absinthe, what are you going to do? I would like to see if there are any particular, like, specifically elven instruments or types of music that I would normally not encounter. Okay. Let's see, roll an investigation check for oh, finding the music. Up. Instruments you're going to be able to find. Okay. Just, you know, if people finding are playing somewhere. Um, 15? All right. So you're able to find a, a little shop in that public market that it's actually very open on the front. It's not even all four walls, really. You can see where it closes up at night, but it's instruments hanging on the walls. They have a lot of stringed instruments here. So it looks like, kind of like you've got some larger ones that if you were going to take to your home, but they've got a few elven-made, like, lyres. Lyres. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. Aided deception checks. But yeah, there's there's a, just a broad variety of just elven-made instruments. They're all very finely made. None of them are magical like the one that you have yeah. for your... Do I not recognize any of them? Like, is there anything bizarre? You know, I'd, I'd say there's probably a kind of a, a long-stringed instrument that you've never seen before. And it has a, a bow that goes with it. It's like a, it's like almost like a three-string long, almost like elf, like bow instrument that you can then play on. You've never seen it or heard it before. I just I would just ask the person about it and yeah. see if I could. He the, the the shopkeeper does go and he takes it down and he shows you how to play it. If you spend some time, you could probably learn the basics of it so you could teach yourself. Yeah, just not necessarily buy it, but definitely yeah. check it out. Um, you also while you're kind of wandering around, you do walk past a uh, an inn called the Grove. Um, and it is, there's... Very elfy. It's, it's very, very elfy. elfy. It's got lots of plants kind of growing up over it. And it's like there's, the rooms are all kind of around the outside, but there's just a grove of trees in the middle where the, the, the kind of like in common room would be, quote unquote. It's like where the little, the little bar is and there's some elven bards playing music there. And you kind of hear that as you walk by to the instrument shop and you take mental note of that. Yeah, I'd like to check that out. Okay. So yeah, you just kind of hang out for the day, listen to music. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Olek and Time, you find, uh, it's kind of an interesting, you're, most of the city you've been to, you have your individual weapon shops, whereas here, uh, they've kind of got, uh, it's called the Forsaken Sea Armory, and you have kind of a variety of shops that are all kind of gathered along this one part of the street, and they all join together, and it looks like there's four different shopkeepers there, but they, it's one shop. That's cool. It's like an emporium. Yeah, and you, you see that one obviously specializes in melee weapons and another in in range um and then there's an armor but there is one specialist time that you see does have and it's not one of the shops okay. you have there because they, they just have the the plus one the, the tiers of weapons uh, that are just basic enchantments 
Okay. But there is a tinkerer there who does have firearms. He's kind of a little bit smaller part of the shop, and you can see where he's got a, a little bit more advanced forge where he uh, uses or makes mithril. And he does have, among his stock, uh, a selection of mithril weapons. Hmm. Okay. Um, there, there's, a, like, there's a mithril pistol, a mm-hmm. mithril rifle. There's even like a mithril derringer. And it really all is he has the standard firearms, but they are light. Okay. It's not the the rifle isn't light, but it could be potentially fired one-handed. Okay. Without... Disadvantage, but you could do it because a regular rifle you could never. No. It'd be too heavy. But you could one-hand a, a the pistol easily mm-hmm. enough. Okay. And uh, Olik, you do see a pretty fine assortment of weapons and armor here. Now, when you say fine, um, how do they compare to what I already have? Um, like I said, the armor is actually they have armor that is better than what you currently have. Not possible. But. You do have the armor you have commissioned by Killa right now. That's true. Mm-hmm. That w- that is going to be enchanted to the same level some of these here are. Yeah. Um. So it, you, so there is a um. The armor is a human actually. You and you've you've noticed going through the city that there is a fairly high elf population as you would expect. Uh huh. Um. Elves and half elves just dominate here. Um. But there's a, there's a wild elf who's got the ranged weapons. There's a half-elf who has the uh, melee weapons, and there's a gnome who is the tinkerer okay. that uh, named Blast that <laughs> nice. Time is talking to. Is that a given name, or did you choose that name? A little or... bit of both. Earned it. Earned it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so there's the, the human armor has armor that it's it's well-made, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't it doesn't have that fine, intricate personal touch that Killa seems to put on his armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also not made out of something I killed myself. It's true. So that's where most of the value comes from. Yeah. But none, none of the weapons have any special effects on them like your weapons have. So as far as that goes, your weapons are superior. I'll just I'll browse around through. And... Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll get that. The mithril handgun. So is it 750 gold? 750? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... Yeah, that's fine. I can do that. So uh... he he takes it out of, out of the case and he puts it into a small, like, hardened leather carrying case mm-hmm. and hands it to you. Thank you. Oh, do, does he have any uh, possibly enchanted ammo? He he does have enchanted ammo. Okay. Um, it is. I'm just thinking about the price here. It is going to be 500 for 20. 500 gold for 20 shots. I think I'll just restock on regular ammo. All right. That's not a problem. Uh, that and cleaning supplies. Yeah. Just kind of. It's been a little bit since of. Does he have any uh, mithril uh, outside of fire? Does he sell anything other than firearms? Any like, swords or anything that are mithril? No, or? he doesn't. There, there might be. A, there's a mithril, a couple of mithril swords, um, that the, that the other guy does that uh, the half elf does sell. Okay. Um, they're they're just lighter and they're a little bit more robust. Okay. Uh, but they are more, notably more expensive. Are they of elven make? Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Question on that. If it's a mithril sword, would that be considered more of a finesse weapon or a? It does add finesse to that. Yes. Okay. I might actually want to get that because then I would use my dex modifier instead of strength. Yep. And that's higher. Well, at the moment it's the same, but how much does that go for? Um, a base long sword, no mm. magical enchantment on that, would go for eight hundred and fifty. Okay, and I guess a plus one would be an extra thousand on top of that. So that'd be eighteen hundred. I'll pass. I've got a plus one sword already. Sort of. Sort of. Just do not attune to it. Sort of. Sort, sort of. of. <laughs> All right. Um. So, anything else people would like to do? Uh. Um. You want to go I, to the library? I want to find my way to finding that uh, that every smoking bottle because. Okay. 
Oh, that sounds so cool. All right, so you'll go there after after here. Yeah. Uh, Kizzy, what were you going to do next? Um, I'm hoping to find a blue dress that's like flowy and stuff. Oh, e- easily done. Perfect. Um, I will purchase it. How much is that? It's going to cost you about five gold. Five gold, perfect. And then um, I think the one dress will do fine. After that, she wants to go to a library. So I'm guessing you and Time will probably uh, collide with each other there. Uh, I'll probably go to the alchemy and herbalism shop. Okay. Uh, but I can do that later. And just do yeah. So you, you go and you're able to find a, a very well stocked shop down near the waterfront, um, where they seem to get seem to have deals. You see a couple of ship captains come in with little satchels of, of different herbs for them. Uh, and, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you want me to, I'm probably just going to get a bunch of blue herbs and crepe paste. Okay. Possibly an entire laurel. Yeah. So you're 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 able to find what you want and just let me know how much you get and we'll just mark it down. That's that's no problem at all. Okay. I'll just um, so yeah, you're able to kind of pick up some alchemical Realized. and herbal ingredients for your, your potion making and whatnot. Absinthe's still going to be hanging out at the Grove. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, time are you going to go to the library? Yeah, I'll go to the okay. library first. So, Kizzy would probably get there first, and shortly thereafter you show up. Mm-hmm. And you see Kizzy's kind of looking around at some shelves. What are you uh, there looking for, Kizzy? I'm trying to find um, history of Halder so I can know like the political stuff. See if there's anything about... The Amistashian Isles and where we're going in more detail than what we've been given. Because we really haven't gotten a lot of information about this place. And it just, um, since it's brand new, she kind of wants to make sure that um, we have as much information as we can about the place. Yeah, I'll roll an investigation check for me. Can, can I assist? Because that's what I was, one of the things I was going to look for. Sure. You're going to find information one way or the other. I'm yeah. Just, I'm going to, it's like how deep does yeah. the information you find go? Like, I'm up for assisting on that because that's one of the points. One. Do you want us to each roll our own dice then? Up to you guys. You can roll and I'll roll one. Okay. Woohoohoo! I got a 15, which makes mine a 16. Uh, I got a 19, uh, so 21. All right. You guys are kind of going through, and you find a librarian who, you're like, oh, I can find you some history of the Amistashi Niles, and these do a couple of books. And the Whirlpool! That's not there. That's oh. a different place. Oh, okay. Whirlpool is much farther south. That'll okay. be another thing you'll look up. Okay. So you find, you find out that the, uh, the Amasashian Isles are actually kind of that entire stretch of islands and, and smaller continents. But the uh, part that Halder is in is the eastern Amasashian Isles, and it's kind of its own little breakaway section of the, the continent, I guess. Uh, you find out that, in general, there is no central government on the Amasashian Isles. It's kind of just a collection of smaller countries and city-states, and they just kind of have a very loose form of government over there and just kind of... Right now, it's in a, a period of peace, but sporadically, you'll have certain sections that kind of break out into conflict. And re- until recently, there was conflict um, in the area where Halder is at. There were a few kingdoms there that were at odds with each other, but... Can I find out, like, how much time has passed since then? Um, it's been about two decades okay. since then. Um, the, uh, under the most recent king, uh, King Tremond, the alliance of his marriage kind of helped stabilize that area pretty well. Um, and it's been a pretty good era of peace there. Uh, Halder specifically has been has been having like good years for probably about the last two, three hundred years. They've been very productive. They even during the wars they've been pretty pretty safe during them. They've managed to hold their own pretty well. Very prosperous. It's one of the more prosperous of the, that little area. Sounds like everybody loves Trayman. <laughs> uh. um, so that's that's the basic history you find out. Um, can I, like, is there, like, a, anything about population and what kind of, because uh, is it, like, elfy like we are now, or is Very it... human in Halder, specifically. Okay. Um, the rest of the Isles are 
still majority human, but a little bit more diverse. But Halder itself is a very human population. Okay. They don't have a lot of trade outside the isles themselves. That you have a sense. few ships that come in and out, right. but it's they're they're not part of the Nadrin trade consortium okay. because they're not part of Nadrin. They're part of Amastasia. So, since this is kind of like out of character uh, question, so Luke and I were talking earlier today about how long it would have taken for the message that they sent from Alder for Absinthe to reach um, where we found it. It depends on the method that they got it there, if mm-hmm. they used... I'm just wondering, like, what kind of methods they are. So, like, we have, like, a range between, like, it took two seconds to two months. You, you have you have birds, you have sending stones. Um, it probably could have taken weeks to get as far as... Because this one had, like, the seal on it, right? Or is it just... It had a symbol. It okay. had a symbol on it. And, and it's... that's not something that, like, just the palace can produce? It had a watermark. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so anywhere between a month, two months, to a couple weeks, depending on what method they used... I'm trying to remember. Has, has Absinthe filled you guys in on how long Warwick has been over in Halder? Um, I think we did speak tr- briefly about that, the Kraken's bounty. That yeah, the ship's I, not been in the non sea. Yeah, that's but been at least like that? a number of months, like six months to a year. That it's been a while since you've seen Warwick's ship. Yeah. So I think that was brought up previously. I think we asked around. I, know, I, was like, I was pretty sure that that was information that the party got. I yeah. just wanted yeah. to make sure. His absinthe in their dodgy information suddenly. Hey, no. <laughs> so that's not dodgy. So that's really all you find out about Halder. I mean, that's fine. out of character, weeks to months is how long it would take that notification to get there. Okay. So we have like a really wide timeline of that. Um, did we ever figure out where we were going to meet back up once we broke? Not really. And the two people nope. at the Rocky Talkies are in the library together. Shoot. I can send. That's mm-hmm. true. His Don't is you? to Amaya. Uh, I could yeah, be like. Yeah. <laughs> Selkie, go find a man. I, find I, have, the, I have the Rocky Talkie to rest in a man. I have a question. If this slows the infection, does it mean, like, what is slows? Um, I would say it doubles it? the duration or something that it takes for an infection to set in. So if Luke had gotten mummy rot, or Oleg had gotten mummy rot back in, a, like, a brand stronghold, you could have made it take, you know, six days instead of three before Luke yeah. turned into sand. Nobody wants so to reduce better. their scars, right? I mean, I just like scars. Scars uh, are cool. Scars Kizzy are like an adventurer's resume. Well, when you see, if, if you were like, I need an adventurer, someone walked in. I'm really good at getting like, hit. Took off living. their jerkin and it was just like scars. And it's like, they've lived through literally everything. I think I'll hire them as an adventurer. Oh, wait, we probably need some of that. <laughs> <laughs> Bitsy Plus literally Bitsy. buys everything. <laughs> no, wait, you know, I, I did take all the wisps breath because I know Oleg. I don't know what wisp breath does, but... It slows intoxication slash con- cures hangovers and removes a level of exhaustion. Oh, that is that is fabulous. <laughs> yeah, that's so just, yeah, that, that <laughs> removes, removes have, a like, level of exhaustion. Yeah. Just be called, like, I could infinitely rage <laughs> until you run out. Anti-Oleg. Oleg enabler. Alright, so <laughs> you find that out about Halder. You're looking at those books. Time, you're kind of looking over her shoulder as she mm. does that. Um, you said you wanted information on the Great Maelstrom? Mm-hmm. Okay. You are able to go and, and look up some things on it, and it's there's not a lot of specifics. There's nothing about, oh, here's what makes the Great Maelstrom. No, it's I, just, I have a feeling most people that get too close don't come back. No, you, you people theorize, mm-hmm. and based off of some good knowledge, believe that the, the Great Maelstrom lies on a convergence. No one's gotten close enough to prove it. Okay. But the way the ley lines flow in that area, it would be make sense for it to be there. 
It also, that area in general is magically unstable, which is why people cannot teleport in and out of Shivia. Oh. Uh, Shivia is on kind of an island near kind of where that Maelstrom's influence ends. Okay. You also mm. wanted to know about the Oracles. Yes. Yeah, which you find play. nothing on the Oracles. Gosh darn. I, I wasn't expecting it, but you got to try. Mm-hmm. Oh, histories on cities in Amakir. Okay. And located, yes. Sorry, I was assuming that was... So, sp- the... Amakir, the city, is mm-hmm. the city within the country of Amakir that sits mm-hmm. on a ley line. That's not confusing. No. Amakir, 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 New York, like New York, New York. New York. Yeah. It is a massive city, um, bigger than anything you've seen in your travels. Um, it sits directly on the ley line. It is built kind of incorporating the old ruins that were once here into mm-hmm. itself. Sounds um, familiar. But even to an extent more than Jarmok. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a basically thriving. revived the ruins and made them a new city, and it's thriving it it draws most of its power off of the convergence mm-hmm. uh, there is also the city of Sionadel or the ruins of Sionadel which used to be the joint capital of Laakin and Amakir back before they split in the okay. civil war 800 years ago oh um there was the civil war started in Sionadel the city fell over the course of a few days hmm. um it basically from the history you you read um, being an Amakir in history just, uh, yeah. it's that loyal people within the city helped dismantle and destroy the defenses from within so that the army could sweep in and destroy the city. Oh. But the city was destroyed fairly seriously, and there are still curses and wild magic that roam it, which is why it has not been reclaimed. Mm. Um, there was another city in... There's two cities in Laakin, one of which was also destroyed during the war, and... Laakin has not reclaimed it. It's just left to rot. And then there's also the city of Laakin, which is built on what appears to be a destroyed convergence. Hmm. Um, or one that erupted at one point. What you end up having is a crater with all the pieces of land that were ejected hovering around where that convergence is. Cool. That's, and that's the convergence dope. itself is extremely unstable. But the, the elves of Laakin have found a way to harness that unstable energy to kind of bring balance back to that convergence. So by siphoning off that unstable and unbalanced energy, they manage to con- kind of run their city and run their magics um, and try to live in a balance with that convergence. But the city of Laakin is built on these around this crater and on these floating chunks of island. Hmm. Awesome. That's cool. Um, and then those are the those are the main cities within the Elven kingdoms that that you know of, and based on your research. Wow, I want to go there. Yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing here? Uh. <laughs> Taking care of your business. <laughs> ah. I want to go to ma- Magic Floatland. <laughs> if I just disappear into Elfland, like what's Lily gonna do? <laughs> Hunt you down Possibly with her airship. Possibly track you with that deck. What if I throw it into the convergence? <laughs> <laughs> so you. You guys kind of find what you want in the library. Uh, time's not going to go off to find scrolls. Olek, you are going to go and search the market for magic items. I'm going to go and search the market for whatever catches my fancy, as oh. Olek often does. So you are able to find a, a shop that has just some some oddities, some, some magical oddities. Which ones that was at the... Uh, you, find, you find a little shop called the Fading Horizon. Um, and inside is a... Two people running the store. One seems to be going around kind of checking stuff on shelves and... Uh, there's a, a half-elf female, red hair, blue eyes, and then a human, uh, also red hair, but uh, green eyes. They look similar. They look maybe they're related. Uh, the uh, human behind the counter is like, oh, how's it going, sir? 
Oh, uh, uh, good. T take a look around. Uh, anything you need for your travels. They've got lots of supplies and things like foodstuffs. And Bitsy would have stopped here to get her dried fruit. Which mm. they seem to be very low on stock of dried fruit. <laughs> so it was about to be low on stock of a lot of herbs, too. All right. Yeah, and I'll just wander the aisles. And uh, according to the description I found, I'm going to see this bronze bottle with smoke just barely pouring out the top of it. Yep. And I'm going to stop and look at that, because that's weird. All right, and there's a little description on a card on it. It says, uh, ever-smoking bottle. Hmm. The, the, the half-elf kind of pokes her head around and goes, don't open that in here. Cut to Olik, hand on the bottle and the stopper, like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to buy this. Excellent, and then you can open it outside. All right. <laughs> Seriously, don't open it in here. Oh, I won't open it in here. The, the, the human like kind of pokes his head around the other corner. It's like, we've had people do that. It takes weeks to get all the smoke out of here. A lot of smoke. Good to know. Never Smokes heard. forever, surprisingly enough. Awesome. Yeah, no, sold. I'll take this. <laughs> this is cool. Right. That'll be a thousand gold for you, sir. Done. Done and done. <laughs> Instead of smoking mirrors, it's going to be smoking beans. <laughs> yeah, no, I also oh, no. realized how ocean combat could be really fun with my... Uh, Small clay pots and <laughs> beans. Except for it takes a minute of the watering, and you know how deep that's going to get? I hope you're happy you're and making how, me bored. How many? And spending 425 gold. You're barely poor. you got way more money than that. Whatever. Like, okay, yeah, but they have, like, no herbs left. Like, I pretty much cleared them out. Should I tell you that there's a second herb shop on Halder? Yes. Oh, imagine the cool stuff we could get there. Would anybody be interested in something that would let them breathe for a minute? I mean, I would love to breathe for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you were in a place that didn't have any air. Constantly breathing in like, for a minute. like <laughs> Just a consumable bottle of air. Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Could I possibly coat my, my teeth in the poison? <laughs> I feel so specific. Like, Sounds it's a like beast. Like, That's a like, very bad idea. Um, I just didn't know. Like, you, could a, yeah. you could attempt or, to? Or do the like, claws with it. You claws with it? Yes, okay. you absolutely do the claws with it. Your teeth, that's, yeah. that, that's a, a very dangerous matter. Getting into your blood system. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay, I gotta be really careful and keep my mouth open. <laughs> just drool. Poison drool. You could eat a lot of really decaying stuff like a Komodo dragon and then try and just have poisonous teeth. That sounds pretty dope. I mean, that could be useful. So now I can, like, make pushes to heal you guys? I'm a healer, Bitsy. I want to be important. No, no, but it's like a... Oh, you can't get to them through the potion it's, at them. It's yeah. when yeah. the healer's yeah. down, just boom. Okay, but there's other things I can do, like poison people. And and there's this sticky gel. These are gel all good things. That, like... Any effect that deals fire, cold, or lightning damage to them while covered in the gel starts again at, each, at their, their turn. <laughs> like, while they're covered in the gel, it just keeps happening to them. <laughs> Mix that with a lightning strike. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I am suddenly regretting a lot of my decisions in life. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, wait. No, it's, it's going to be great, Adam. Um, all right, so is there anything anybody else would like to do? Scroll shopping. All right, I probably would have asked someone at the library since. Yeah, they're able to direct you to uh, the the page and scroll. Or the, yeah, page and scroll. So, get there. Oh, there's so many choices. They have this nice little pamphlet that gives the list of their stock. Um, behind the counter, there is a 
A humanoid male with a bronze skin, silver eyes, and short white hair. Oh. Hello. Hello. God. How, how may I help you today? I'm looking for... Arcane scrolls. Oh, just this way, sir. And he kind of okay. leads you to a, a place where he's got kind of a rack of them set up near near the front of the counter. Oh, awesome. Is there anything in particular that you're looking for? Uh, just browsing, because you never know what you can find. I completely understand. Ooh, bestow curse. I will I will definitely take that bestow curse. All right. Because that sounds fun. Tempted for poison spray, but I really don't. I've got enough. Yeah. Oh, he's got a potion of greater healing. And wands are all out of my price range. <laughs> I'll take that potion of greater healing. Okay. Yeah, so bestow curse and the potion of greater healing. He's like, up 370 for that. Okay. All right. Thank you for doing business. You're welcome. All right. So, with that, is there, is everyone kind of done with their shopping for the day? No, I think I think that'll be it. Okay. I'm going to assume that you guys are able to kind of gather yourselves up. Yeah, probably meet um, back at the docks just because that was a central point. You know, just wherever we split. Okay. Yeah. So you guys have the option of taking traveling up on his offer and staying at his place. Um, there are a couple of inns that you guys have kind of stumbled across. There's the grove that Absinthe knew about. There is a Orvelin shanty. Which was a kind of shoddy-looking establishment on the docks, and there's also the seawall, which is an inn built into the uh, one of the, the walls that looks out over the sea. Hmm. Uh, Kizzy would have probably assumed that we'd stay as traveling, so that's where she's gonna go. I, I mean, think. it's free. Yep. It's free. It's got peaches. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna spend a lot of time on the ocean, so. Yeah. Right. We so. won't get sick of that. Um, Trevlin, towards late afternoon, finishes up his business. He's been doing a little running around. He meets all of you down back at the docks where you, you parted ways. Uh, Joris is not there. He's, you'd assume, preparing his ship. You're, he escorts you back up to his house. You have a lovely dinner. It starts off with just some vegetable, and, and like vegetable course, like a salad, and then eventually brings out some meat courses. And it's, it's a very, very fine it's, it's a little bit of a slower meal, like you're used to kind of like, oh, everything gets brought out. But like, you guys enjoy yourself, and he kind of makes it an evening for you. He has wine and, and, and meads for you to, to drink. Um, there's a small, there's a little like guest wing, like a little guest house that uh, it's a few, like four smaller rooms. I mean, not enough for all of you individually, but uh, Bitsy's probably going to sleep in a tree. Sleep wherever we land. Then I can eat whenever I'm tired. Because he would inquire with Trevlin about, like, if he has any kids or anything like that. Oh, yeah, he says he has uh, two, uh, two children who are merchants, one who lives in Amakir and one who is, is, a, is a ship captain that works for a different merchant. And, and she'd ask if he's done a lot of traveling. Oh, I've, I've done a fair bit of traveling when I was, when I was younger. But uh, now I prefer to do more of the managing and just enjoying the... Enjoying my estate here. Were you born here? Uh, yes. And so you traveled and came back. Where's the furthest you went? I've gone as far as Laikin. How's it there? As little tense. I mean, elves have long memories. Yeah. And the Civil War was only really a generation or two ago. Mm. But it was it was a beautiful sight. I bet it's really pretty. It's really gorgeous here. That's why I settled down here for for good. Where did you meet your wife? Like they 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 met in their in their travels with a merchant caravan, and they they decided to stay together. Because and... you'd be like, oh, that's so cute. What time are we setting out tomorrow? Uh, Jorah said he'd be ready to go mid morning. 
Mid-morning. All right. So we'll be able to enjoy, enjoy breakfast, and I'll take you down there personally to see you off. Thank you. Uh, so you guys all make your way to bed eventually. Because he's really excited. Before bed, she'd like she'd like pray to her, like, please help me get to sleep quickly so I can be really energized for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you guys, you guys all kind of find your way to sleep, wake up in the morning. Can I wake up early and go down to the um, Shrine of Arrest again? Absolutely. Yes. Um, so you you let somebody in the house know that you, for people to find you like there. what we could do is should, we all wake up at the same time and then because he'll eat breakfast quickly and then go down yeah. so yeah so you you're able to go down pray for for a while eventually everyone comes by and you join back up with them make your way down to the docks and the Stormbreaker, which is quite clearly getting ready to depart there's a lot of busyness on the on the deck you see joris standing up atop the deck lo- looking down over everything and occasionally kind of issuing a command but it, it's very you can tell this this crew works very clockwork, and they're, they're, they know what they're doing. You can tell it's a very professional crew. Oh, we are going to mess up everything. I hope not. It's after traveling with Driv's crew, which all know what they're doing, they're a lot more disorganized. They're a lot lot more just go with the flow. This crew is a little more regimented. Okay, that's cool. But they are all, they don't seem unhappy. with it. They all, there's a lot of respect you can tell between them, them and the captain. And you see the captain goes and he helps move things every once in a while and he he gets involved with the preparations and would kizzy using control water every day actually help on the yes. ocean yes okay would. so once um joris looks not like busy she would approach and offer that um and she would say once a day in case anything bad happens yeah so he they, i would say that every time you use that i mean it's a 10 minute spell but you could probably take i mean you, you'd move the ship along. If you did it every day, you'd cut a day or two off the journey. Yeah, that's what she'll, Maybe she'll offer if, that. If Bitsy was going to do wind stuff. I mean, you guys, using magic could assist the... the... I think I have control water, too. So, the d- main deck of the Stormbreaker is large and open. Um, like you can see, it has thick mass rising to the sky. Uh, you can see several swiveling cannons mounted to the deck. Jeez. Um, including a, a forward and rear gun. When you eventually are led under decks, the, the un- under decks are a lot more spacious than you used to. They actually have a hall that you could... Pass somebody in. Ooh, oh, weird. Um, you're taken to a room uh, for your party. That's it's six beds in the in the one room, kind of towards the the, the back of the ship. Ooh, we get uh, a share. I was gonna say every night's a sleepover. Um, it's not a huge room. I mean, it, it is a ship, but it's it's comfortable. It's got a lights kind of by each bed, so you could each kind of have your own light. There's a little table in there that you guys could eat in here if you wanted to. Um, could, uh, make things. Yeah, you'd have room to make this. I was going to say goodbye to the table because it is now my enchanter's table. I was like, I'm just there's, there's like end tables. There's like one table for eating. I mean, whatever you guys want to use it for. Um, there's, a, there's a small <laughs> chest at the end for your gear if you want to store your gear in it. Um, you can see that there's kind of other crew cabins that are a little bit more cramped than what yours is, but still maybe six to eight to a, to a little cabin throughout the ship. There's a cannonade that's well stocked, and there's powerful cannons on the, 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 the next deck. And you kind of see everyone's busy with, with doing their, getting everything prepared before you are ready to, to embark. You're, you're met by Joris, and he kind of gives you this little tour of the ship and says that uh, it's, it's my understanding that you're, you're going to be helping defend the ship in case of anything. Very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as we get underway, we can discuss if you want to take part in our watches or not and how you, wanted, how you wish to do that. But uh, for today, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. We're getting it underway. Within the hour, if you have any concerns or any questions, please do not hesitate to come to me. Uh, he introduces you to uh, the, the navigator. Uh, he, the, you guys kind of meet up here in this, mm-hmm. this yeah. little area, and there's 
a, a cool little map table out there. And the navigator is a Kenku. Um, you're also um, introduced to Raban, who is a tabaxi. He is the first mate. He has white fur with gray patches. But So he kind of introduced you to the navigator and the first mate uh, for right now. There's other crew members, obviously, that you'll be introduced to in time. But you see just some hands on deck. And mm-hmm. unless there's anything else, within the hour, you guys are pushing off from the docks. And within a short period of time, you are out to sea. The sails unfurl and the ship pushes off with the wind. And you are on your way to Halder. I would like to ask how Absinthe is doing. God dang it. You don't even give me a second. <laughs> no, I mean, not even that. Like, I, I'd i like to roll inside on Absinthe. Just as um, a private, personal thing. All right, Absinthe roll performance and Kizzy roll insight. This is an ongoing thing that Absinthe has been kind of trying to put on this front that everything is fine. <sighs> don't worry. You don't have to try very hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Um, a 10 total. <laughs> yeah, I've got like twice, twice that and Some. change. Okay. As, as far as you can tell, outwardly, Absinthe looks like they're doing fine. Okay, good. They got through that thing that they were do- dealing with. That's great. All right. <laughs> the Captain Morgan stance wind flowing through their hair. Inside, so where, where is Absinthe on the deck of this ship? Oh, out in front. All right, so the front is up here with a giant I gun I guess that was actually you. a 16. I forgot to add my proficiency. To- not Still enough. not enough, but it's because I only added six. So yeah, um, what do people want to kind of busy themselves doing on the deck? Meeting people. All right. Absinthe, you're, you're, you're just front of the ship? Yep. Familiarizing myself. Right. Time? Uh, I, I'll either be the front or the rear at the big guns. I guess the rear one has a bigger gun. I would like to roll boat stuff to, uh, <laughs> to see how everything is looking. So that will be a oh. 17. The, the ship, like I said, you've, there is almost a military precision to the way some of the stuff is being done on the ship. It's, um, the ship is in fine shape. I mean, you're kind of investigating everything. There's, everything is in good repair. You actually find near the bottom of the ship, just to your surprise, there is a workshop, including a, a small contained forge for repairing parts of the ship. You see wow. spare rudder, spare parts of the ship on, in the underside of this this workshop. So this is a dwarven ship. This is a dwarven ship. This was a good choice. This is a modern Navy ship. Um, and as, as the day kind of goes on time, and you, because you made an observation last time that possibly... Joris was ex-military. Everything mm-hmm. he does kind of seems to yeah. reinforce that he has some kind of military training. Mm-hmm. He always has this, he has a very kind of very stands, easy. hands behind the back, straight back, just overseeing everything with a kind of a casual eye. Precise posture. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. What kind of hat is he wearing? The ship's captain, he has to be wearing a hat. He doesn't have to with his horns. Okay. Because okay. hats bad. don't really work See, on Dragonborn very well. But he's, he has a, like a, almost a uniformed jacket. Like he... Because that was the thing you noticed. He looked the most clean cut of all the captains. Mm-hmm. You do find uh, Obelan, the half-elf uh, gunner. Uh, they're busy doing their thing. There is a hill dwarf, uh, Grant. Grant Timberfell is the guy who's running the little workshop area. Mm. Awesome. So what, what you doing over there? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, I am making poultices. Okay. See a nat 20 there, so... Yep, I got a nat 20 on making a Rinwort pole. <laughs> Anyways, I made a thing that redu- uh, reverses petrification, so... Cool. Yeah, just in nice. case. So you're in the cabin making things? Yeah. Okay. Kizzy, what are you doing after you kind of 
keep an eye on Absinthe for a short bit and see that they're doing okay. Um, move on to try and find the um, medical crew, introduce myself to them, and say that I could help them out if I'm not, like, you know, fighting things. Um, um, you, you do find kind of a little sick bay area, and there's a, a human woman with kind of white robes that she's wearing. Long, black hair, like, wavy hair, amber eyes. She's quite exquisite, actually, and she... Oh, she's high on the cute meter? High on the cute meter. Wee! Yeah. Um, and so she kind of smiles at you, come and goes, oh, in case of a crisis, I would absolutely love the assistance. Thank you. Perfect. I didn't get your name. Oh, my name is Willow. <gasps> Ooh. I'm Kizzy. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. <laughs> Woo! Oh, so she oh, shows you around the little medical bands. Oh, here's where our, our bandages are. Mm-hmm. Here's where all of our supplies are. Does she have anybody else that helps her out? Uh, she does have kind of a nurse, the not as well trained as she is. Uh, she does not appear to have any magic. She just appears to be a healer. Mm. All right. Uh, is there anybody else of note that I could meet? The cook, Daniels. You could look for the cook. Yeah, because he'll just kind of poke around and see if she can meet people while there's still time. So you, to, to look for the cook, that you'd have to go He's to... He's not high on my list. Okay, if you're not looking really hard... <laughs> nope. Okay. Then you're not, you're not going to stumble across Daniels. That's fine. <laughs> I know his name. I know he exists. After Milton, she's just going to accept it. So it could can be anything. Any other ship people of note? Uh, there's the gunner, Obelan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're working in the, the gunnery. Okay. Should just do a brief introduction? There was uh, Grant Timberfell. I'll probably run into him. Say hello. Yeah. The, the navigator, Fidget. Fidget? How in the world is a Kenku? Never mind. I, we'll find out. So only five people? I mean, and then there's deckhands. I mean, only those five are the, people of note. Only five people who are the, the officers on the mm-hmm. ship. And then, then you have certainly have like kind of like lead deck hands. You have like the watch captain and whatnot, and just some people around the ship. As you you make you make your introductions, and at least we'll be on, we'll be familiar with any faces on on the ship, except for Daniels. Maybe late at night she'll go looking for him. I mean, time probably go look for the cook just out of morbid curiosity. Roll an investigation check. <laughs> Me too, or just time. I both you can. Oh boy. Uh, I'm gonna use luck. <laughs> oh, that was only slightly better. So a ten. Two. <laughs> you don't find Daniels. That's fine. You find the kitchen, though. That, okay. That's a comfort. It's a well-stocked kitchen, but you don't find anyone in it. <laughs> you, you find a couple of people who might be, like, assistants. Mm-hmm. You ask for, for Daniels, and they kind of, I don't know. The people who help in the kitchen don't know who he is. Don't know where he is. Don't know where he is. You guys probably make your way to bed tonight, eventually. You have dinner. Comes up a, a dumbwaiter. Flashbacks. <laughs> All of us like sitting over our music like, for a moment, like bend to the kitchen. Oh, it's not even gonna hurt any pay. mind. You, when you guys were in the kitchen, you did see where there was a yeah. dumb waiter shaft to take it up to the, the galley. Oh, the galley is like a, a low beamed, comfortable section of the ship. It that part is like this is the dwarven lodge. Uh-huh. Uh, very, very good. Um, but it's yeah, so it's a very comfortable voyage. The first night, Joris just kind of says, "Get yourself accustomed, a or like kind of accustomed to the ship." Um, if you're so willing, I will have you guys join on watches starting tomorrow. That entails... Just joining on one of the watches in case something comes and attacks the ship. So that you're available and not sleeping. Yeah. Uh, what what kind of stuff would attack the ship in these waters? Pirates. Any number of sea monsters. So, anything you would like to do the rest of the night? Uh, time, I think, will set up. Oh, he didn't talk to anyone about the gun. I didn't get much of a description. You're familiar with cannons enough. It's mm. just really a cannon mounted on a swivel. It's well made. It's a little bit larger. Maybe a little bit overbuilt. <laughs> you could probably overload it with gunpowder if you really needed to. 
mechanically could like time would probably have a better chance of using the cannons efficiently would like my character have the same thing if she asked to be taught for it or would i have to roll differently than like time you could be taught you wouldn't get proficiency on anything in- involved with it you could use it i just uh, if it came down to it and like whatever we're fighting is too far from even it, my yeah. spell the, ne- <laughs> the next day joris just kind of asks there's just three watches and asks if you would like to divide yourselves up among those watches how you would like to do that i can do the earliest watch um like the first there's, one. there's morning afternoon and night watch uh, morning okay. probably works Two, well for Gizzy. Four, five. Got five of us divided by three. Joris would maybe recommend that if Priestess Kizzy would like to watch the morning, there's already more eyes out. The morning, the day watch is much simpler um, because you have better eyes out on the deck. The night watches are more important. Probably well, someone with dark vision should probably be at night. Oh, oh, that's only up to 60 feet. Still. It's 60 feet further than... Yeah, and then still get around the boat. I could do a night watch as a thing. To see further. I can also do night then instead yeah, of morning. So. I could do night as well. I'm literally the only person who can't. So you're daytime or morning. Want to do morning together, Absinthe? Sure. Perfect. So who wants to do the afternoon? I'll take it, I guess. Okay. And then time and Bitsy for, for night? Sure. Okay. So kind of divides things up that way. It, it works. Um, couple days out. Is there anything that's just going to kind of be on the ship? Nothing. On the ship. Bees. I think time on his spare time. Uh, work on enchanting. Okay. Uh, third night. Bitsy. Mm. Full moon. It's a full moon. Oh, and before yeah. you go to bed tonight, you kind of you spend some time on the deck, kind of staring up at that full moon. Uh-huh. And you you go to bed knowing what's coming tonight. Okay. And eventually sleep finds you and you kind of wake up in this dream and you're sitting like atop this pillar of mossy stone that overlooks endless forests in all directions. The moons are high above and a light breeze gently but constantly whispers past where you're sitting. And as you would so expect... Is it in a different... Is it different than yes. the last time? Yes. Orison is sitting kind of expectantly in a little spot kind of set out aside for you guys. Welcome back, Spirit Walker. I hope that I'm not catching you at a bad time. Uh, no. No, just, uh, I've just been making things. So, I, I guess we could ask if there's any questions you have since the last time we spoke. I do have a few questions. I was wondering, uh, if there was Knowledge Spirit and what their name is or where I would find them. Well, yes, there is. Uh, Lien, the Spirit of Knowledge. Is there anywhere particular they like to hang out? I'm not aware of where that temple happens to be, no. I would uh, think Obedian would probably have some ability to inform you on that. Yeah, he doesn't talk much, so... Interesting. I've, I've not had much to do with Obedian. Yeah, I don't think you're his type. I mean, no offense. <laughs> None taken. I probably should show her... Well, can I show her the sketch of the talisman? You could probably right? sketch it on the ground. That's why you memorized it, so okay. you kind of sketch yeah. it on the ground. So I'll just sketch it out and ask her if she recognizes it. Roll an insight check. Oh, she knows. Uh, 21? So you, you see kind of a flash of emotion kind of go across her face, like recognition at it. And you can tell that it's not a, a good memory seeing it but she she managed to, to cover it up pretty well she was like, uh, yes i i do recognize that particular totem do you know where you last saw it or whom had it <laughs> where i last saw it is not particularly important um it huh. belonged to my a, a dwarven companion of mine named the terran it uh was the amulet that belonged to uh to him and it was gifted to him by Ron. Oh, okay. Yeah, I met Ron. Talkative. Very talkative spirit. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. 
And um, is this Farron still around? Is he? No. Okay. Um, and if you remember, you were told that one of the animals. Yeah, was, I understand. I mean, I don't know that I want to push her because she might have been the one that killed them. But um, we'll just we'll just leave it at that. I'll, I'll look. There, there's not not anger. It's just kind of regret and sadness. Is that emotion you see pass her across her face when she sees that? I have not seen that one in a long time. I um, I you know, I've just. Well, you know, I have one and you have one, and so I'm just I'm a little interested in learning about them. And no, completely understandable. I was curious as to what spirit gave you your talisman. I, I assumed you knew it was suing what spirit of water. Um, and then I didn't know if you happened to know where, who, you know, spirit-wise, who I could talk to about precursor history. I mean, you know, because I mean, I, I figured the spirits have been around that long. So I was just wondering, probably the knowledge spirit. Perhaps, I would assume. Uh, what do you mean by precursor history? Sorry, that's the term we've been using. Uh, somebody else coined it. So, um, right. you you mean the society, the civilizations that came before our current one? Yeah, like you know, involving four-armed guys and stuff. And I I don't know anything about any four-armed species or races on the planet. Um, and then like or like about. You know, because I, mean, I, you know, I'm kind of curious about how these artifacts came to be too, and so. Are just, the totems? Yeah. Oh, the the spirits created them. Oh, okay. Do you know when about that was? I don't know when. I know that they were given to us several hundred years ago. The spirits made them. Of course they did. Um. So like, they just did the talismans, though, right? Because there's other artifacts we've been finding out about. Mm, yes, they did not have anything to do with those. Would any of the spirits know anything about that, or like? I mean, should I try talking to, like, the, you know, knowledge spirit about, maybe? It's worth a shot. I, as I said, I've never Mm -hmm. spoken to Leanne personally, and I have not particularly sought this avenue. Okay. The only one that I've recently interacted with would be the one that Reyna was wearing. Yes, yes. Oh, I was going to ask you. No, I'm not going to ask you. Never mind. I was going to ask somebody else (laughs) about Raina, not her, because I'm not going to go there. Oh, and then I just didn't know. uh, We've been kind of dealing with some weird kind of oracle-y things. Have you ever heard of them or know anything about them? No, I can't say that I'm aware of those either. I don't think they're from this world. I don't know. I, I cannot speak to that. The spirits are really the only area that I have knowledge in. Well, thank you for answering all of my questions. You're very welcome. So if, if you have no more questions, she yep. kind of goes yep. in to explain okay. more about the spirits. And she originally talked about like the sun and the moon spirit, and they, they were some of the first spirits. And she doesn't. She never really explained where they came from, just they were, they were birthed, and they then created the, the spirits of the seasons. And she goes into the, the creation of them and how they came to be as, as the world was, was gaining life. And that's kind of what she talks about tonight and goes into detail and draws diagrams and kind of draws out the history that she know as she knows it on the ground. And she then says, uh, she, if you are not opposed, she'll see you on the next full moon as well. Find more questions, probably. Oh, no problem at all. I'm, I'm glad to be able to have these conversations with you, Bits of a Tea Leaf. Yeah, it's nice to um, have somebody else who understands. She bids you good night and the dream fades. So, next few days, nothing really goes out of the ordinary. I'm going to check in randomly to see if Daniels ever shows up in the kitchen. Yeah, you don't see him. Daniels is a collective. Daniels, Daniels keeps is... rolling a really high stealth check. <laughs> Damn, Daniels. <laughs> Over the next couple of days, I I failed one roll, so I lost some blue herb, but I made two healing potions, two sticky gels, and a double healing potion. 
Okay, cool. Do I need to roll anything for enchanting? No. Okay. It just takes time. So about two weeks out to sea, because uh, you, you wake up pretty early in the morning, and you're getting ready to kind of go about your watch, step. and you, there's kind of an image appears before you, <gasps> and it kind of takes you by surprise, but there is, uh, you see the dwarf form of Grendon appear before you. And it's, uh, good travels, my child, and best wishes today, the anniversary of when you came to us. Know that you're loved, and in our thoughts and oh, prayers. That's so cute. Because <laughs> he's going to be like... <laughs> Just like it's Kizzy's birthday? But Who's we're not birthday there. Is Kizzy kids? She'll send back with like, um, just thank you so much. I I almost forgot. Uh, <laughs> I let him know very briefly. Like, I'm traveling seas for weeks. So um, uh, just like a really brief, thank you. I love you. I miss you. I'm traveling. And so he does another sending. He's kind of, You see he's got like a letter. Kuban sends his wishes as well. <gasps> And says that if you don't come back soon, he'll come find you. Oh, Benny. I think he's bluffing, though. <laughs> <laughs> She'll just, like, she's overjoyed. So she's a little late getting to her morning rounds, but she has a giant smile on her face when she comes and finds out. Hey, having a good day. Yeah. <laughs> I heard from, I've heard from home. Oh, good. Anything interesting else you guys going to do today? Uh, I'm going to, at some point, catch Kizzy. Yes. And ask her for the Rocky Toggy. No. Who has the one that Ame is? Oleg. Yo. Okay, Oleg. Then I'll stop Oleg and ask him for the Rocky Toggy. Oleg is, is sober because there's not a ton of drinking on this ship. One, it's got to be regimented because you're not doing a one-week voyage between yeah, yeah. places. You have a five-week voyage, so... <sighs> uh, so you, you find Oleg. Um, could I borrow the Rocky Toggy? One for Ame? Uh, yeah, that's... Huh, that's the only one I have. Yeah. Where's the other one? What do you do with this? I have two. And oh, then time okay. has one. Right. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of these floating around. <laughs> I, I get confused. Just put them on the bag and like, oh god. We have a total of seven. Like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, I wanted to talk to Maya about getting a hold of a ball. It's like, oh, I, I can do it for you this, this, this evening, certainly. Okay, thank you. Then that evening you'll you'll get a response. And it's a ball this time. It's. Uh, I, I, was, I was told to say, uh, go for force of nature. Yeah. That's so much better than Face Ripper. Anyways, um, <laughs> I was wondering if I could uh, ask for some information. I was curious as to what uh, may have happened to Reyna. She was the captain of the guard in Delsair. Uh To the best of my knowledge, her trial is not yet concluded. She has obviously been found guilty. The debate now is what her sentence will be. Yeah, I just oh. wasn't sure if she's still alive or not. M- Moran has been executed. <laughs> he was apparently handed over to the uh, Arcane Council and they dealt justice upon him. Their justice works more swiftly than Dulceran justice. <laughs> so we don't, there's no verdict or anything? Not yet. Of... She will certainly spend the rest of her life in prison. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if she was <laughs> going to have a life. That is not yet known. Okay. Um, and then uh, I had one other thing. I'm curious about the debt that Rastin owes to Kalis and if there's like what it all entails and if there's a way to help him I'm not sure um, the, the, the debt is certainly a term of service that he owes oh, yeah. I know that I'm not sure what could be done to help with that Rastin is quite instrumental to the defenses of Kalis's estate uh, yeah at the same time though I mean what if we happen to come upon somebody who could apprentice or if we could i don't know i i, I 
I mean, because Rasmus not going forever. And don't tell Amaya that. Well, but I mean, I don't know. I think that I think we could figure out some way to make this work because I don't think Kalos is just going to go for money. No, he's going to want more than that. Certainly, he will. But apprentice is not a bad idea. And I mean, I'd be willing to help monetarily to a point to find an apprentice. I'll put out some feelers. I would love to hire Rasen out from underneath Kalos. <laughs> well, I'm sure you would, but I don't know that you necessarily have the pull yet either. So I'm trying to think of a way uh, to... Yet. Yeah, well, you know, but then, you know, this appre- you know, apprentice might help further that along. Or I don't know. That was an idea I had anyways. It's, it's not a bad one. I I'll... just, I don't like the thought of Rasten having to be under Kalos's thumb for the rest of his life. I completely understand that. Yeah, and I mean, if you happen to find out what happened, Serena... I will let you know. Thank you. So, anything else? Uh, that night, Kizzy would probably call Killa. Okay. Just to say hi, since she probably... If he hasn't contacted her, she has forgotten to as well. She's bad at it. It's probably been, like, it's been about two weeks uh, at sea, and so you contact You guys have a nice conversation that night. Mm-hmm. She, she'll mention, like, I heard from Grendon, and it reminded me that I needed to talk to the other people in my life that I'm not currently around. Yeah, so I don't want to intrude too much in what you're doing, so I... Are you alright if I contact you if I'm ever uh, want to say hello? Absolutely. It might take me a little bit if I'm sleeping, or if the time difference, or if I'm on watch, or if I'm fighting. You know, it's... (laughs) I'll get back to you as soon as I can. If if I I, I can't immediately. (laughs) And so you you guys talk. She Um, might let it slip to him that, um, like, why... Grendon uh, contacted her. He goes, oh, that's that's very sweet of them. I know. And I feel so bad because I never keep in contact with them. And then she'll just go on and on. Yeah. So. so next couple days pass without incident. I'm assuming that at this point, Absence has perched on every part of the ship. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just been like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Morning watch today. Like, he has to make perception checks, the two of you. Oh, butts. Uh, not 20. Nine total. So what you see just touch of the horizon ahead of you some clouds signs of a storm kind of in the path of the ship okay well i'd let whoever needs to know that as the day wears on it becomes notably more obvious that there is in fact a storm approaching Woohoo! by afternoon the wind is actually picking up and later afternoon there's actually rain hitting the deck and what does my orb say is it supposed to be raining? That's a good. Is it, so check. what does it what does it say on Druidcraft? Because if it's twenty four hours from now. Twenty four hours since she told me. Unless um, she didn't tell me, but. Oh, you, I mean, it would have not yeah. been a secret. So you got a cloud for rain. It's on the up and up then. Okay. Nasty this storm rain. checks out. But <laughs> you know, legit. there was that storm that wasn't legit. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we all remember. Yeah. What time does Kizzy cast her control water every day? As as Bitsy been helping with gusts of wind. So probably during her watch, honestly, like the best time. Okay. She would have asked, like, during my watch, when is the best time for me to cast this? Okay. And so that's easy enough. Because the ocean acts differently during different times of the day, right? Yeah. So she would just calculate. But you're only doing, you're doing you're doing one a day. Yeah. Um, so by the time it gets to evening, the ship is not going nearly as smoothly as it was. Is that anything that I could help with? You could control the if water you around it. If you wanted, it, the ship. It's not like there's danger at the moment, but. I would say that. Yeah. Yeah, this, this ship is called the Stormbreaker. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems to be pushing through waves pretty hard, but I mean, you you can see that you're going farther into the storm, and it's the weather is getting noticeably worse as you go in. When Absinthe noticed it and pointed it out, uh, I would have asked if that's normal for this area. 
Yeah, it, it does. The captain looks like this. There's sea storms are not uncommon. It's she would just be like, we have experienced some unnatural weather. Well, my so army we... says it's supposed to happen. So. Okay. So, evening watch comes about, and it is an unpleasant mm. watch in the extreme. I'm glad I took afternoon watch. Yeah. <laughs> She's like below deck in her hammock, like oh, so bitsy and time good. are out there, <laughs> and it is mm-hmm. it I'm is raining. I'm probably going to be a, like a sea creature at this point. Okay. An octopus just wrapped around the mast. Like, so you're like, <laughs> so you, no, like the, 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 the rain is blowing just straight at you. The ship is is rocking uh, as it hits waves. Yeah. Um, it's you don't feel like it's going too crazy. I mean, the ship is a sturdy ship, so mm-hmm. it's it's breaking through waves. But I would it's, be like doing some music, and it's inspiring some people, asleep. so that they're not quite as miserable. <laughs> no one on the ship seems like there's some people who are maybe a little more uncomfortable and. The captain is has a, an air of confidence about him, and like no one seems worried that it's a storm. No. It's it, just it's certainly none of the crew. There's some people like, oh, it's a storm. I'm not comfortable with storms, but that's kind of the, the most you it, get. It, it's is... just like I'd rather not, but yeah, like we can I'd deal be with below it. decks, but like loud enough that up here people could. Hear. There's a lot of metal on this ship, isn't there? There's some metal on this ship. Would I be able to keep up in the water? I would say yes. Okay. I would like Bitsy and Time to make perception checks. Time at disadvantage because of the, the rain. Oh, I'm Bitsy gonna... not at disadvantage because you're under the water. That is an 11. That is I'm a 12. Gonna, I'm actually a shark, by the way. A uh, hunter shark. 16? 16? I don't have... I don't 12. add... Do I add my stuff? Yes, do you, you add yours because it's, add. Your, it's your mental stat. Oh, okay. Uh, 21. Okay. 11. <laughs> so, how close to the ship are you? Near it. Like... Okay. Because, I mean, I'd be trying pretty hard to keep... Well, not pretty hard to keep up with it, but, I mean, I'm trying to keep up with it, so... Yeah. Uh, so you're aware of something coming up from underneath you. It's actually four somethings coming up from underneath you. Ooh. It's originally just shapes that you see, because you've got a really good perception check. You yeah, see yeah. some shapes okay. coming up. Come um, on, pacifism whales. <laughs> <laughs> whales Please! You see four large shapes... They're long-necked, kind of large-body with like four flippers. Oh, it's yeah. the dang Loch Ness monster, pretty much. Now I can but you one. also see unlocked figures riding them. What? I'm gonna ride it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna steal it and ride it. Are we fighting dinosaurs? No. Are we? We didn't. We're not gonna fight. They're just ancient sea creatures being ridden by things. By some. Probably <laughs> merfolk. So you you see that. I would like try to like jump out of the water or make like a big. You guys, I don't. Maybe we had some kind of signal. You would have had to have worked on we something. Had a signal, right? Like, right. there's like, a danger. If I leap out of the water, because sharks don't normally do that. Yeah, I'd have to see it. <laughs> I I would say that you're looking. You you've got an eye out for Bitsy. Okay. And yes. what do you roll for your perception? Eleven. That's not. I mean. You're not going to see something that's necessarily sneaking up on you, but no. Bitsy is not trying to be I'm stealthy. Like, <laughs> you see kind of suddenly this flailing shark come bursting out of the water and then flop back in a couple of times. You know it's Bitsy because yeah. it has tattoos. So where are you on the ship, Tom? Oh, that is an excellent question. Olik is asleep. Yeah, Olik is asleep. Because he's attempting sleep. I'm going to say I'm probably up here because I figure that she's up ahead to some extent. Mm-hmm. These are people that are just kind of on deck. I don't want them to get killed. You see that. How do you react to that? Ooh, that's a good question. I am large. Thaumaturgy. I can make my voice really loud. Whoop. 
Um, and I will Something be like, uh, all of this can't time. say all hands on deck, but uh, we've got some issue in the water. That's so vague. <laughs> yes, but what am I supposed to know what flailing shark is other than there's an issue in the water? <laughs> Something in the water. Uh, were you absent? I would be like right below deck. Okay. Like cl- close enough to hear stuff. Okay, so you'd, you'd hear it. Uh, Kizzy, could you roll a perception check? I could, but I can't promise it's going to be any good. So let's see how it goes. You you hear hear that, and you you're up, <laughs> and you can you could probably wake Olak up because you're in the same room. Yeah, it'd be like oh boy, and I'll I'll. Um, so it's going to take you two turns to get up on deck. That sucks, but okay. I mean, that's twelve seconds, so that's pretty good. Yeah, but in combat, that's forever. <laughs> so Olak, uh, you get woken up by Kizzy. Wake up, wake up! There's something going on upstairs. Oh, uh, is it a bad thing? Yes, probably. Oh, I wouldn't bad. wake you up for a good thing. So, time, you being up on deck and looking, you see these long necks and these bodies rise from water, and you see humanoid forms on the back that have long, like, tentacle-like hair almost. Ooh, there's two of them on there. Gross, 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 And they have mouth split open in three places with lined with teeth. There's the predator! Oh, yeah, I mean... It's awkward predator. They have, like... Just deep set eyes. Um, they're wearing just tattered leather armor, and you see that they have long raking claws. Ugly sons of bitches. Yeah, 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 yikes. Would I pronounce some music and get inspiration, or would that have not applied to me? Oh, were you trying to give people the inspiring? Yeah, you absolutely would get it. So, just to be aware, time, range attacks will be at disadvantage because of the wind and the rain. Yeah, I figured. Spells included. Okay. I can still eat them. You can. Uh, so you have a round to do whatever you want right now. We're gonna. You, you have a surprise round because you see them. Okay. Ditsy could also act in this. Yeah, I'm gonna eat their face. So I guess I get to looking. There's more people on the uh, port side, so I'm gonna run starboard. Five, ten, fifteen. Plus. So Five, 10, are they 15, all still 20, underwater? 20, they have now breached the water. So. Thirty. But are the monsters still in the water? They're still in the water, but they're, like, up on the surface of it. Okay, that's fine. Like, their bodies are Yeah. I could still get them, though. Yeah. Bite their toesies. Okay. Um, so, and do there. You can run over there real quick, and I'm going to cast Agnazar's Scorcher. It has a range of 30 feet in a line 5 feet wide. Okay. They must make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, 12... Probably doesn't make it. Yeah, that's 13. So just, it, they both fail. Awesome. So that's 3d8. Not bad. That's uh, 15 damage. I'd like to state now that I am using my uh, shield of arrow catching instead of my regular one. Okay. Yeah, I'll end my turn on that. All right. Uh, Bitsy, you were going to... I got a 13 to bite the plesiosaur on the fin. That barely hits. Perfect. Fucking perfect. 2d8. 18 damage. Whew. All right. That was a max. You take a chunk out of that fin. All right, absinthe. I'd like to cast shatter at okay. those guys. It's con save, correct? Yes. A seven uh, doesn't make that obviously. Thirteen. Nope. And eleven. Nope. Okay. Fourteen plus one. Yes. To... You see them all flinch in pain. Are they actually even attacking us, or we're just? I know. Them? Just, are we just picking on them? Well, they're attacking you now. I need everyone to roll initiative. I mean, I assume when I run up there and I'm looking at them and they're waving their weapons around. You, you see them pulling out weapons. And... There, there is protocol on how to approach a ship. Yeah. Bitsy, what's yours? Uh, 17. Kizzy. 11. 
11. Bullock? 16. Time. 10. Absent? Uh, 10. What's Thomas's? Oh, I need a roll for Thomas. Last. I think three. Let me pull up, see if it's a minus one on his decks, because he's a snake. Uh, so that would be a five. Okay. You see these creatures, these lovely, lovely creatures, throw grappling hooks Mm-mm. onto the ship. Absinthe, is, what is your AC? is not going to be 19. So you actually, the hook goes around you and wraps around you. That's oh. rude. So I need you to make a strength check. Or you can willingly fail and go into the water. <laughs> Hold on. Cutting words. Ooh. Okay, so I subtract six. six. That's 13. That doesn't hit. Oh, no, you don't! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So there, this one does get up on deck then. And then they're going to move me. in. That one's going to go to engage next turn, because they use their action already. It is then Storm's turn. Ah, yeah. oh, dang it. I need everyone on deck to make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a shark. 20. Okay. 23. So a wave hits the ship and you feel it shift, but all of you manage to, to brace yourself and not be moved five feet. Okay, stay more than five feet away from the edge. It is then Bitsy's turn. I'll just try to eat the Ecclesiastes. So roll with... Advantage, because it has been hurt. Yeah. The, the scent of the blood in the water kind of gets your blood going. 18. Yeah, it hits. 11 damage. Okay. So, it is then Olek's turn. You could get up on deck with both your with your entire movement this turn. I'll be on Through deck. back here. I'm back here? Yep. Okay. All right, it is now Kizzy's turn. And I can make it up on you deck. You can make it up on deck. Now it is Absinthe's turn. You have this fish-faced thing in your face. Oh, goody. That's super. It's everything I've wanted. I would like to viciously mock it. Viciously mock away! What's wrong with your face? It needs to make a wisdom <laughs> saving throw. <laughs> nope. 13. Boy, you ugly. Alright, so I get max damage on that. Be 4 plus whatever. Oh, your charisma, which is gross. Okay, so that is your attack. What do you do now? Back away, probably. Probably get closer to the center of the ship. Alright, it's Time's turn. Time's gonna start laughing. Pull out both pistols. He is going to send... Gonna shoot this guy twice. Okay. That's disadvantage. So four plus seven is um, eleven. That hits. Oh, hey. That's barely. Okay, uh, the second one... 16, 18, I think the 16 hits. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 1d10. So, 7 damage for the first. 6, uh, that's 13 damage to that guy. And then with my offhand, I'm going to shoot this guy. Okay. 4, 13, so that's another 11. Um, and then, does that hit? They don't have different armor classes. They're not the same. Um, and that's eight damage to him. And question, how much does the front gun swivel? Or not back not? towards the ship. It's <laughs> okay. not, yeah, not designed to shoot. It could not damage the ship. But it could shoot plesiosaurs. So I'm going to move right there. All right. It is now the crew of the Stormbreaker's <laughs> turn. Uh, they do six damage to that guy, 12 damage to that guy. 
So, me and they just are attacking, which is really cool. It's awesome. It is now Plesiosaur's turn. I better do nothing. Except for two of them still have riders. Sure. Like, the one that's near me still has a rider. I was thinking about jumping up and being like, attack the rider! They go back down. Plesiosaur does attack Bitsy. Um, eight. No. Um, he is, however, going to move away and closer. It's now Thomas's turn. So Thomas is going to slither down me and sneak up right up on that guy. And he can't do anything else but okay. move. Um, it is now the humanoid creature's turns. Walk up there. And he just looks at you, opens that maw, and lets out this shriek that pierces your ears. Okay, I thought he was going to blarf on <laughs> And you guys need to make a wisdom saving throw. Not a wisdom saving throw. Uh, I got a natural 20. <laughs> yes. And I got a 6. <laughs> Perfect. Half asleep, just Wait, like calm. The rain comes down. Those two have to make it too. And the Kenku. Oh no. Oh no. He made it though, so the ship is still being Bless steered. Now he can imitate that. Does his friend look like he has to take it too? Or... He, he did, and he made it. Nasty. Olek, it just shakes you to your core, and you grab your ears, and you are stunned for the round. No. Motherfucker. Yeah, he is going to attack this dude. That hits. That hits. That hits. He slashes across the guy with both claws, and then just bites onto his neck with that horrible, horrible jaw. Poor man. No. Can I cutting words it again? If you want to, um, it doesn't do a ton of damage. It looks like it only does like 13 damage, but I think the guy's not looking good. I would like to try. Okay. Yeah. Maybe so, so one of them doesn't bite. land. Um, say say the bite that was the, the worst of them. So he well, he takes a lot less damage. He looks like he's in better shape. That one that one's also going to actually time and absinthe make a wisdom saving throws. Yeah, of course. Oof. Oh. 17. You're fine, time. Whew. Nine. Absinthe, you're stunned for the next round as well. It's okay. I'm going to make sure I'm using the right amount of bardic inspiration. It is now the storm's turn. Um, I need everyone to make a dexterity saving throw again. Oh, 12. Okay, you stay on your feet. I mean, it's, you, don't, you don't move. 12? I also got 12. Because you're stunned. Wow. 16. They all got shifted. I automatically me. fail because I'm stunned. Oh, so oh. I guess you both five feet this way. Dang it. It is now Bitsy's turn. Okay. Can I jump at the dude riding the please? Can I, like, take a flight and leap at him? Yeah. And try to eat his face? Sure. Or take him down with me, you know? You like, would like, not. So you'd make. Or, like, oh, oh, what if I just ram into him? Like, you know, just, like, headbutt him off. Okay. Roll a. Just roll an attack roll for now. Doesn't fail like that. That is Nine. a failure for a halfling. No, you you kind of pop out of the water, but the waves splash up around you. You just can't quite Dang. get up there. So it is now Olek's turn, which you're stunned. So you're done. Um, is now Kizzy's turn. I immediately get the feeling that if I try to cast a ranged spell in this weather, it would be difficult. Absolutely. Okay. Just just based off of how hard it is for you to see anything, and the fact the ship is is rocking. I guess I'm going to physically attack the one that's in front of me with uh, my hammer. Nice. Oh, it's a two. You miss. Um, absinthe, you will not be up next. As a free action, can I scream at it back? Yeah. All right, I do that. I just yell at it. Ah! The time is your turn. 
It is my You see you see abs nearby just grabbing grabbing at their ears from the, the pain of the Well, I'm going to Ah, uh, we're gonna have Thomas cast shocking grasp on this guy. Uh does a seventeen hit? Yes. Yeah, two D eight. So that's a damage. That's six, so I, that's fourteen. And then with my uh, we'll do the offhand weapon. I'll shoot him. Six, seventeen, the six plus seven is thirteen, so that hits. Uh, that is ten damage. Shouldn't there be more people coming up to help us? Eventually. Remember, a lot of them are asleep right now. They should know at a moment's notice. I'm just like, who just yelled? Uh, it is now the crew of the Stormbreaker's turn. That guy's gonna attack and hit. That guy's not having Or like, move out far enough you can shoot him. Um, so the, this this guy attacks attacks that that the the crew member stabs his his rapier in. Uh, <laughs> this one moves around so that he's not in danger of being pushed off. He hits with his attack. That's a pretty solid hit on him. These two, they kind of move in that, they move in to help. This one's useless, help me over here! <laughs> well he gets flanking advantage roll. Uh, so he does pretty solid hit to that guy. So also bursting out from underneath the deck is your dragonborn captain. <laughs> who, taking in the situation, kind of sees this thing in front of you all, kind of reels back, takes in a breath, and spits Ice all over the thing's feet. Oh, that's so good. It hits 16 damage. The water at its feet freezes it to the ground as this, this ice breath just kind of coats up its entire body. And so it's covered in frost, but it it's stuck to the ground where it's at. That's a useful stick. It is now the plesiosaur's turn. No. They were bad. They don't get a turn this time. It reaches up and tries to snatch at that guy. No. And it misses. Good. <laughs> That one is too far away to snap at that guy, but not no, too far away to, to snap me. at that guy. What? Because right. there's still five Fine. feet he can reach past his ally. That hits, though. No, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, he's going overboard. Oh, are you kidding me? Yes! yes. Roll like garbage! <laughs> Straight ones on 3d6. Yes. Oh. It's an older plesiosaur. Most of its teeth have fallen out, so it's just gumming the dude. It's mostly just the pressure. It is Thomas's turn. Alright. After seeing that plesiosaur, he doesn't have a reaction. because He does not have a reaction. Nope, I already thought of that. Otherwise, I could have used his action to disengage. You could have. So Thomas darts away. It is now their turn. Mm -hmm. That guy jumps inside the ship. What? Oh. Inside? That guy jumps inside the ship How? through the cannon doors that are oh, right there. Lower. It's okay, there's crew members down there. I tried to eat mm -hmm. him, it didn't work. So yeah, they, they are now inside the ship. Uh -oh. If he pops out, then that means that there's gotta be some commotion underneath. You're not entirely sure, it's really hard to hear what's going on underneath the ship. There's loud. Would my head as a plesiosaur fit inside the Yes, hole? but also you would get an attack opportunity against that guy as he darts <laughs> off, because he was in five feet of you. Oh, yeah. Nom, nom, nom. Oh, yeah. I'll try to fight him again. So that guy got a natural 20 on his first attack. Fudgy monkey's poopy face. Okay. Was it more to one? Uh, no. <laughs> 11. That hits. Oh, that's <gasps> it? Okay. All right. I that guy takes uh, 16 <laughs> damage. He is not looking good at all. Okay. So Wait, I which guy? This, this guy here. He gets slashed and bitten by that thing. 11 damage. Okay, good to know. Thank you. And then this one... Can I just have bitten off his leg or something? Or he hits with, shoe. hits with one attack, does seven damage, so that's a pretty solid hit. 
I mean, how oh, undignified man. would it be to like appear through this hole without a shoe on? <laughs> You'd be Super all tripped bad. up because something grabbed your foot. Who's wearing metal armor? Oh, shoot, I am. Is my armor technically metal? Okay. It's got metal bits. It's made of a fifth second. Okay. Oh, damn. One, two, three, four is going to be one of the Stormbreaker crew. Because he needs to make a dexterity saving yes. throw. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm okay with it being me, so that means it's not anybody else. Oh, that's a natural 20. All right, you take half damage from this, which would have been 17, but is now instead 8. Plus absent. Uh, so it is now Bitsy's turn. I still want to have stole the guy's shoe. Okay, you stole his shoe. Okay. I just want him to be undignified as he stands in that form without issue. What is up with the thing? Oh, well, I got advantage because it's kind of not doing so hot, right? Yes. Yeah. I rolled a 4, but I get, like, Islam in. That does not hit the plesiosaur. Oh, right. So it is Oleg's turn now. You actually get to go. Yay! Roll a perception check for me. Okay. Uh, that's a three. Okay, <laughs> you're good. Nothing going on below decks. Okay. Yeah, absolutely nothing. What does Oleg want to do? There's this frozen guy, like, right here. You would have advantage against him. I'm going to hit the frozen guy who's, like, right there. Are you going to rage? Or... Yeah, I'll rage. Why not? You know what? Let's go ahead and frenzy. That's gonna hit. Second attack, 17 plus seven, that's gonna hit. 17, that's gonna hit. Yes. Nine damage, uh, six damage, and nine damage. Gross. That guy's fine. That guy's fine. It is now Kizzy's turn, followed by Absinthe. Um, okay, can I move through these two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Take opportunity. Ooh, look at that. Does seven hit you? No. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna um, touch him, give him healing word, or, uh, healing touch. Okay. I'll use it at um, second level. I think it's 16 health total to him. All right, he's good. It's really good. And you heal some too. But I'm not hurt, so I'm fine. Is it too late for me to use a bonus action? No, get a, do your spiritual weapon. Uh, sanctuary, actually. On the captain. Okay, it is now Absinthe's turn. I'm gonna viciously mock it again. So it needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Nope. Seven plus five. Disadvantage on his attacks. Um, what do you say to him? I just want to know what, what, how you mock him to death. My mother was a flounder. <laughs> <laughs> mock him to death. You, you see his ears bleed, and as his form drops, you see it shift to be a human. What? Yep. What kind of human? What? Okay, I'm using my movement to go over there and check that out. It's a human. Lots of stab wounds from this... Dude who's been just doing massive damage every turn. Got What's he wearing? Same thing he was wearing as the fish man. What the fuck? Roll a history check. Fish lycanthropy. Fish and throat. I do not. Fishing throat. All right. I got a five. I'm gonna think it's cursed. A fish and throat. Uh, so that's your turn, Absent Time. Alright. Uh, I will stick there and I'm just gonna shoot this guy because why the heck not? That's a 10. That's a 14. That hits. Mm -hmm. 12. That hits. It's a 16. As a natural one, I'm going to spend a luck point. I'm going to go with the six. So all three. Uh, and that's D10s. So three D10s. Where's the damage on him? That is so that was a two and a nine, so that's 11. And three, so 14 damage. The bullet just pierces through the back of the skull. Mm -hmm. You see it just writhe, drop, and it shifts form to be another humanoid form. This one is instead an elf. That's weird. Figure this out later. All right, so we got to please just there. Figure we go. this out later. Unless it's vital. He's dead. Like... So I can see there's a dude over there taking care of. There's a plesiosaur. Do I know if these cannons are loaded? 
So, based on what you know of ship being on ships, they probably are not loaded right now. Okay. Because with the wind and the rain, you're yeah. probably going to get whatever powder would be loaded into it beforehand would just be wet. And are there materials to load and fire it nearby? There is lots of gunpowder and things down below decks. Down below cannons. decks. Oh, okay. no. That is a... Is this a way to get below deck? You could. That's a mess, that right? is that is no that is like like you could get through there if you needed to. You'd have to lift it or break it. They're gonna blow up the ship. I sure hope not. Time wouldn't know that anyone's down there, so you wouldn't even. Only Bitsy's the one who knows. Great. I'm gonna have to drop my form and turn into um, something else. Absent you, um, as you go over there, this guy is going to not move forward because there's a plesiosaur right there. He's gonna say, "I think I saw one of them go down below decks because he was right there to see it." And this guy would say the same thing to you as it, when it gets to be his turn. However, plesiosaurs are going to take some chomping bits right now. Okay. Me? Are you going to eat me? That would be a wise thing to do, but hold on. First things eat first. Murder. Then I wouldn't feel so bad about dropping my form. I haven't taken any damage. <laughs> I tried. I really tried. That hits you. Yeah. Although you still have That doesn't hit him! Dang it! Me uh, this guy here takes... 14 damage. Oof. Gets a huge chunk taken out of his leg by the please, please uh, sword. Dude. Bitsy, you take 10 damage from a bite. <laughs> this one starts like chewing its way into the ship. Um, so you hear a scream from inside as it reaches its head and bites a dude. Oh dear. Um, so now it's Thomas's turn. I'm saying, assuming he's with you. Yeah, he's still with me. This guy is going to move there, not invoke attack of opportunity. You see him take in a deep breath. And he lets out his psionic shriek. And I need Kizzy and Olik, the captain, the navigator, and the two guys on the ship to make... His plesiosaur also has to. Plesiosaur fails. Guy succeeds. Is the wisdom? Captain fails. Yes, wisdom. 16 total. You pass. 14. You pass. That guy is the only one of the crew that passes. Oh, Kenku has to go. He fails too. So the ship is currently not actually being steered. For six seconds, I mean, only one storm speaking of which. I need everyone to make a dexterity saving throw. A natural 20. 18. Time? I remember an 11. Oh, <laughs> no. Eight. A wave strikes the ship from the side. It's not even just the ship tilting. A wave of water comes pushing over the ship. Mm -hmm. made you, mine. you made yours. This guy did not. Oop. Time did not. I need him to make a dexterity saving throw to grab Damn. the edge of the ship. He hits up against that, and he stays still. Too many didn't fall that way. Uh, These two instantly fail. That is a uh, 14. You you manage to you hit the edge, you kind of grab the edge of the ship <laughs> as the wave comes rushing past you. Mm. So I'd be right on the edge. Like you kind of like hit the round prone, and you grabbed onto it and stopped on. yourself. Sorry. But you are kind of half on, half off the ship. With a sword. It is now Bitsy's turn. I have a question. So. Would I, as a shark, fit through the hole? No. Could I, like, take a flying leap and then turn into me through the hole? You could certainly try. <laughs> <laughs> Line it up good. Make I an mean, attack like, roll against the cannon. Is there any other way I can get in there? Like, through the... Roll an attack to see if you can aim right to get in, and then we're going to roll an acrobatics to see if you can make it. 19. So you, you back up, you make a flying leap, you okay. shift into Bitsy, make an acrobatics check. No. <laughs> A two. That's like oh. the third two I've rolled. You grab onto the side of the thing, but the thing that really messes you up and stops you is the plesiosaur biting at you as you fly oh. past it with your attack <laughs> opportunity, which does hit. Does it? Because I mean... Oh. I got my shoe! <laughs> 17 damage, Bitsy. <laughs> okay. It's got her whole leg in its mouth. Oh, look, your turn. 
Okay. That one there is still right in front of me. Just fuck him up. I still have advantage on the one that's frozen in front of me. Um. Yeah. No. No. He, he made a strength check to break the ice. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, first one. That would be a nine to hit, so that's not gonna hit. Wow. Four plus seven. That would be an eleven. So that hit and a. Another two. So I will hit with one of the attacks. All right. This um, ship is just waggling. You do get advantage because you're flanking it with the crew member. All right. Uh, the first one will have hit. The second one will have hit. And third one will not have hit. That will be eight damage for the first attack that hit and 14 for the second. All right. As you, your axe cleaves into it. You see it writhe in pain, and suddenly it is a human with your axe buried into it. Ugh, that's gross. Kizzy, it is your turn. Perfect. Why I gotta be up in my grill? Uh, I can't, like, attack at range. I'd have to leave. I'll just smack him with my hammer. Oh, that's a three. Three's a six. He used to flex it with uh, his claws. Okay, and then um, I... <sighs> I'll use spiritual weapon and I'll uh, summon that right next to this guy and uh, attack with it. Ten plus, isn't that my spell modifier? Yeah. Uh, Sixteen to hit. Yep, that hits. <laughs> Six damage. Okay. Can I call over to the captain and ask if there's people going, like if there's, I'll be like, I'll shout to the captain that they saw some go under deck. He, he would shout like there's some people down there, but... I'm not sure how much, how they can hold against these. Okay. Uh, Absinthe? Absinthe would like to pull a really cool maneuver and try to, like, slide down and get into the... Don't do it! Don't do it! <laughs> I'm just like, Absinthe is literally like, if I can do this... Okay. It'll be real cool It'll for be the real song. epic. <laughs> That's what I okay. was thinking, too. And then I lost Roll an acrobatics check for me. Okay. Not this is either going to be great or awful. Yeah. Natural 20! Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. Would, yes. would you like me to describe this or would you like to do it? So you might guess. Hey does a word picture. You walk over to the edge and you look down and you see the grappling hook that they used to get onto the ship right there. So you, you grab the rope, make sure it's secure. You just leap, swing over, and as you come down to the gun, you see Bitsy hanging there. You swing your hand out. You grab Bitsy and the both of you swing into the ship. Oh. It's amazing. <laughs> but Bitsy, you lose your shoe to the Plesiosaur. It's a really, really epic landing, but Bitsy's missing a shoe. Hey, I'm still like holding her. You're like superhero landing, and Bitsy's like, bless. Oh my god. Okay, so that is your turn. That is my turn. I love that if any of us saw it, it was literally just absent diving over the side of the ship. So you do see, immediately going inside, that there is one of these things that is currently wrestling from the hands of one of the gunners, their little torch for lighting it. And yeah. Probably is gonna go and there's we're gonna stop that stores of gunpowder. It's happening over here as well. So I don't like that. Can you can you maybe not? Time your turn. Um, so Plesia stores within melee, isn't it? No, no. Like... no. Oh yeah, within yeah. melee of you. Yeah. Yes. So I'm gonna reach over and shocking grasp. Okay. Twenty three okay. to hit. That hits. Okay. <laughs> Smart move. All right. So that's two d eight. Uh, nine damage. I'm gonna stand up. Okay. Run away. I still have a bonus action. You do. And I have one shot left in my my bonus action my... pistol, and I'm going to shoot the plesiosaur. Okay. Go for it. Uh, that's five. Don't get lower to five. That's a three, which either so, one's going to miss. Just just the beauty of this is after your turn, what happens? So you you take aim, 
pull the trigger, and there is this massive just explosion that happens as the uh. cannon that is in front of the plesiosaur fires. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Boom! You have this moment where you're like, what just happened before you, re- you connect the register? Dot. The second you pull the trigger, the cannon goes off on the ship. Plesiosaur's head is blown clean off because they rolled a grand total of 34 damage, but critical hit, so they did 68 damage to the plesiosaur and just blew it to bits. So, <laughs> this one, however, misses. It dodges its head out of the way in time. Um, but then it's the plesiosaur's turn. Kizzy's out of range. Absent is not there. Shit. Really? Mm. Really? Stunned by your acrobatics, it has no choice but to stare in awe at you and doesn't attack. Damn straight. Um, Thomas's turn? I don't have any reason to use Thomas at the moment. Okay. This guy is going to run and jump off the ship. Okay. Motherfucker. Attack opportunity from you. Well. That hits. Ooh. Four. You hit it on the shoulder, but it still runs and jumps off the ship. Aww. Okay. It is now Fitzy's turn. You're now inside the ship. You're prone. There's a dude in front of you who is... Got a torch, and he's very nearly going to blow up this part of the ship. Uh, fly at him as an octopus. So you jump on him as an octopus, can you grapple him? <clears throat> Does he have an escape DC he has to make? <clears throat> yes, DC 16. Really? 15? 12. So he's currently grappled. Yeah. By do you. I hit any? Or I don't roll to hit him. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's roll to hit him, I guess. But I did get like a 16. 16 to hit. You hit him, and your tentacles immediately wrap around him, and he just doesn't have strength to fight you off. It is then Olek's turn. If you entered that part of the deck, would you be able to see over there? You could get pretty quickly. It would take you around to get down there and no, see. No, no, from them. Can they see over to where the other yeah, one is? Yeah, they can okay. see down the whole length of the ship. That's where I'm headed. So there's a plesiosaur on this side, mm-hmm. two on that side. Mm-hmm. Multiple times they have popped their heads up over the side. Is there any kind of, like, reins on these things that these people were riding them with? Or were they just naturally fish communicating with them? You know, based on your perception check so far, you have not been able to tell that. They're not immediately on the head. Okay. That works for me. You could always just wait till Bitsy turns into one and ride her. Doesn't know about that. It's not a slum Yeah, uh... Okay. Here's what I would like to do. If I was going to try to run straight this way with the stairs... No, you could... Okay, I can go over them? Yeah. Okay, so I would like to try and jump upon it, just using my movement. This is how Oleg dies. Yeah, this is like... He can swim. Uh, Can it jump onto it? Yeah, it's, it's the attempt. You're going to have to make... An athletics check to jump over onto it. Okay, that's that's perfectly fine because I have advantage on that because I'm raging. If From you miss, chain. you're going in the water. Oh yeah, that's that's perfectly all right. Ooh, I don't know what that would be a, a seventeen plus four. You run, you jump onto it, and you are currently sitting on a plesiosaur in the stormy waters. Wonderful. This can't go wrong. No, no, it never. Cannot. Okay. Yeah, Kizzy, yeah, it's your anyway. turn. I see Olek go by, run by, and, and jump onto the police and I go, what the fuck? It's Olek. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, uh... I'm just like, it's used her to be shape. Well, at least one's an octopus, so might be able to rescue him. If she can get at, well, I guess so long as the hole's big enough for I was the like, Yep. Octopus can get in a lot of places. Um... Fitzy could get out of a sealed jar. <laughs> How can that guy move? So I'm gonna move this guy here. So, as my bonus action, I'll move my spiritual weapon five feet closer to the police's source so I can actually hit it. And I'll roll to hit. 
18. Okay. And then 1d8. Six. Six total damage. Then I'm going to run over to this thing and cast Spare the Dying on it. Oh, it's Would that dead. have worked? Because it's zero hit points. How far down did Oleg take it? He d- he did not technically take it down far enough to kill it. Okay. He did cleave into it. It is definitely dying. You could do Spare the Dying on it. Um, I will, so now it cannot die. Interesting. And so. that's a cantrip, so it doesn't take anything. What did yeah. you say? And that's everything yeah. I can do. Okay, uh, Absinthe, your turn. Well, I'm going to have to use my action to get over to the other guy. Okay. Full Does action? Whispers? Well, I guess that makes sense. I don't actually but need to hit them. Behind. All right, yeah, sure, why not? Um, or Tasha's. That's what I was thinking, actually. It's, it's both are wisdom saving throws, so let's... fear death? <laughs> Tasha's hideous laughter. Oh, this thing's going to sound horrible laughing. Thirteen. Nope. Doesn't make it. I like. I like to think you made a joke about their attack isn't very efficient. Oh my god, I love it. <clears throat> so just to make this just extra creepy, it starts laughing, and there is a dual laugh of a humanoid laugh, like maybe a, a human female laughing, and this crazy fish snarl at the same time. Make it stop. Yeah. Make that it one was human. Stop. That was human. Don't that was you elf. Know everybody needs to stop. I can cast silence. It, it drops prone. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, it is on the ground for realsies. Okay. So, okay, this one's running that one's, away. That one's going away in the water. What do you want to do your turn time? I, I'll actually reload both my pistols. Okay. So, the plesiosaurs hold their hold their action. On these creatures' turn, Kizzy and Olik, people come on this side of the ship, kind of hear the same shriek come from the thing in the water. It being in the water sounds very different. There's almost like a murmur to it and it almost sounds almost like a musical note being in the water and you hear it just echo off into the distance. Uh oh. <laughs> oh with all it going on Oh no. Don't worry, it's fine guys. <laughs> you know, I put the I have to take like a short rest. And then um, like So there's there's a couple more people from the Stormbreaker now getting into where you guys are. You've got the one grappled, they immediately come in, they help you grapple it. The one that's prone on the ground, they immediately just take chains off the wall and just throw it down over it. There's like three people holding it to the ground and they get it, it manacled in place. I'm gonna go back out through the hole if they're if they've got him. Okay. Handled. Yeah. I'm gonna go um, back. Are you gonna get off, Oleg? We're gonna see about that. Uh, First off, I just wanted to question. When she spared the dying on the human did it stay, stay human? human? Stayed human. Okay. I would like to make an animal handling roll. Okay. Oh, Come on that one, baby. This is Pure luck, because I have a plus zero. <laughs> oh, that's a three. <laughs> it's bad. It rears back and bites you as hard as it can and goes under. I need you to make a strength check, see if you can break up its grapple before it takes you down. Excellent. I'm still raging. <laughs> can, I, can I get in the water? You can get in the water. Oh, come on. Be good to me, I'd guys. I'd yell if I see busy. I'd yell like, oh, it's on that one. That's a six. A 20? You're, you're able to just break out of its jaw. If you, and you have to swim away if you... Are, are you going to stay on the surface as it's going under, or are you going to try to ride it down? Oleg is not stupid. He is not. There is a storm. The water is still surging around the ship. Oleg would know better, so Oleg is going to let go. Maybe if I rode You rode it, first. though. You've got as that an on you. It's true. Oh, like you're able to swim back. These all go back out to sea. And you have three captives. Can I cool. follow the plesiosaur? Yeah. I just want to see where it goes. 
They just start going down. It's pretty deep. Well, octopuses can breathe yeah. under I don't know how far away from the ship you want to get, because it's still going. Oh, okay. You, you see they still are scattering. I know, but ship. They clear off the deck. Um, once I see that we have two other ones, well... The captain is going to, once he realizes there's two other ones, he's just going to finish this one off. He's not particularly merciful about it. I mean, he's just like, fine. but this one's human. Because he just wants to know what they are and see if the human one will talk. If if um, I, I could dispel magic or try to. Yeah, but but they're all transformed. Olic. Like this is is you can roll history check not... too. Okay, you're a sailor. That That's is why I'm letting true. I'm letting him have it because he's a sailor. Mm. And it would have been those horror stories. That is a sixteen. Okay, there is something you've heard about shapeshifters that have sworn some kind of oath to some powerful creature deep beneath the waves. Oh, super. Oh, good. They're followers of Cthulhu. <laughs> you, it's it's like you've heard it as a sailor's horror yeah, story. Yeah. You've never it's, seen it. It's an old like, wives' oh, tale. Oh, be careful or the, the, the scions <laughs> of the deep are gonna get you. God forbid one gets away. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Um, would any of the other sailors be aware of these kind of the same level of thing maybe enough like oh i've heard people who've, who fought these things off but the captain seems to take a little bit more seriously and uh you're talking to the captain but you mean you bring it up with him he goes these things do exist they'll take humanoid form just going among humans i'm sure there's one of the docks in drandir who let their people know we were coming oh boy well uh, if that's all it is then kill this one i don't i'll send word back to drandir that they need to Pay close attention to their their people there. So they're not track. human. They or were. They, they were human, but then they can still transform back to being what yes. they were. Oh. And upon death. So kind of like me. I mean, uh, I think it's the closest thing we found. Cousins. Yeah. It's, it's more it's coincidence. Not it's not a natural thing. There's it's something whatever dark power that they swore to under the waves. Gave them maybe because he's interested in that. Do mm-hmm. I know any Who's dark your power that's under the waves? You don't get anything out of questioning them. That's fine. So do you guys yeah. go to go to bed then, or anything? How did all get on the ship? I swam so back. Swam they, back. Busy helped them. Do they swear okay. the allegiance because they're drowning? Probably. And that's Probably. how they say they're very life? likely. That drowning. And that's why they were trying to blow up the ship to so get that it more. would sink. Get we're all drowning. Yeah. So. You guys may eventually make your way to bed, yeah. uh, rest it up. Make sure that nothing finishes the night shift. In the morning, help heal anybody. Help they them. are those two creatures that you captured are dead, bleeding from the ears. Ah. Hmm. Oh, cool. Their brains exploded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one wasn't me. Makes me wonder if they were under like a powerful oh, yeah. spell or something. Um, There's something wrong with them. They're dead. Um, so you wake up the next morning. Every the, the storm is still. You're still facing some stormy weather, but the worst bit's behind you. Mm. The rain washes um, the blood off the shortly, deck. Shortly, like within a few hours of like of killing these things, the storm drops down to just be. There's no lightning, no thunder, no it's just rain. crazy wind. It's just rain. Hmm. Like it just kind of just. It's almost as though something was controlling the weather. Um, before Kizzy goes to bed, she would use her second spell of um, control water and give the ship more speed. You guys are probably about two weeks out of, of Halder okay. at this point. Can I do another insight check on Absin? You could make one. Um, Absin, make another performance check. Don't I worry, don't. my dice don't want me to notice. I, I got just, a three. Yeah, so Absin's is fine as far as you can tell. 
Yeah, I got a 15. I'm very so. good at what I do. That's, yep. Mm. Yeah. Because um, it's like, all right, Absinthe's I'm just great dying still. inside. Absinthe, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. What? Okay. Six. Okay. Psychological baggage. <laughs> no, no, no. Someone's spying on me. Oh. Um, yeah. So, Kizzy would, um, like, I'm guessing they would say, like, oh, it looks like, we're, it seems like we're this far out. Yeah. Um, she's going to do that first sending to Moss that I told you about. Okay. So, what's the first one you say? Um, uh, I miss you. I wish we could have finished what we started that last night together. I hope someday we see each other again. <laughs> you, you get one back that's, well, maybe you'll get your wish. I'm sure we'll be seeing each other quite soon indeed. She's not going to send back, but she's going to find that confusing. So, about this point, Kizzy, you start having kind of odd dreams ever since that encounter with the things at sea. I mean, it's, it's not necessarily, you don't know if it's because of them. Like, the first night you have a nightmare because of it, but every morning you wake up and your holy symbol is glowing warmly, like, in a comforting way. It's not normal, though. Not normal. Okay, well, she'll, like, kind of lean into the glowing thing, be like, all right, thank you, Iris. I'm, like, and she'll, like, double pray in the morning, even if it makes her a little late to... And know. even though you've been, you've been praying and, and, and that, it every night the dreams, like, they start off and you can, it feels like you're about to start into a nightmare. And then it just, it shifts into something else. And every morning your, your, your holy symbol is, is kind of glowing warmly. Okay. About a week out, you have a very different dream. You find yourself walking out onto the deck of the Stormbreaker, and the sea is just glass smooth in every direction. Doldrum. And there's just the light of dawn on the horizon, and it's just reflecting off the water, and it's beautiful. Only person you see anywhere on deck is a human woman with long black hair and wearing a traveling cloak that's thrown, with a hood thrown back. And she's looking out on the, on, on the water, and her arms are kind of folded, and there's just this distant spot of land that you can see. And you can only see it because of how calm the waters are. And as soon as you come up near her, she smiles at you warmly, and it is a risk. No. She's really excited to see her. I'm so glad you're here. And she, she kind of smiles in response. Um, you can kind of see this concern behind her eyes a little bit. And she puts her hands on the side of your face very gently, and you can feel this just warm tingle on your skin where her hand touches you. And she leans down and kisses your forehead. I'm with you, my child. You always are. I have been and I always will be. I must make this quick. She looks out once again at the spot of land in the distance. And she almost glares at it. But she then turns back to you. and Maybe maybe you were crazy. Maybe you didn't see that. And she gets very serious. She goes, You're stronger than you know. And maybe even stronger than him. Just remember that. And you can already feel the dream fading around you, but you get this impression and it's, you almost recognize the way she's speaking. It's almost as if she's having to pick her words very carefully, as if she only has so many words she can say to you, is, is this feeling you get that she, she's telling you what she can in this limited message she has to you. Then she takes your hands, says, I'm sorry I must leave you, or leave you to your path for now. But, but remember what I've told geez. you, and you'll do well. And she, she kind of lets go of your hand, and then she embraces you, and you feel suffused with that gentle power of hers as the dream fades. And when you wake up, you still feel that lingering kiss on your forehead. Hmm. Unsettling. About this time, Bitsy, you also have your second vision or dream visit from Orison. I would assume you don't have too many more questions developed. She... 
this time. Unless she happened to hear about creepy mer people who turn into things. And... She would tell you that there are definitely dark things beneath the sea. Her being a, kind of a follower of the oh. spirit of water, she does know that there are dark things beneath the waves that just live at the bottom of the ocean, occasionally interfering with life of those who cross it. Um, she said she's glad that you're safe and that it didn't harm you. Um, and then she, kind of using that as a segue, she talks about how the spirit of the oceans was created. It talks about Suin some more, because that is the goddess she knows, or the, the spirit she knows most about, not goddess. Um, and that's kind of the lesson she gives you this night. So Kizzy had nightmares for a solid month? No, a week. Oh, uh, wait, wait, you said it was after we fought the sea guys. That was only two weeks out. Oh, so I guess that's, you kind of started, you actually did start having like minor nightmares every so often. It got more intense. Okay. Leading up to this dream. So now you're about a week out from Holder. So yeah, so like for a month she was having... A month or so. Okay. All right. um, maybe maybe three weeks. Because you actually have saved a lot of time. You've had good wind. You've had good weather. You've, you're probably going to make it within about five and a half weeks with the effort you guys have put into this. <laughs> Damn. Look at us go. Um, so uh, probably pretty much at the end of his watch, just take a bit to relax and uh, I guess he's had some time to think about it and... I guess he's going to roll a performance check. So that is a 20. That's a good one. I think he's going to kind of just sing more of a melancholy song of being unsure about where he's at, confused and frankly scared, but at the same time, what's it? I don't want to say comforted, but uh, maybe resolute that things will probably get better and that it's okay to worry but not to let that discourage i don't know so something like that sounds good so i performed by myself it would have been kind of up on deck yeah. daniel's heard he didn't see daniel's but he heard i should i want to look for <laughs> yeah. daniel's one more all right here's in this last that's a, a 17 all right you get the briefest glimpse of a drow darting out of the room <gasps> How fun! On the other side of the kitchen, at one point, when you when you duck in, doesn't want to be seen. I can respect that. So, for this last week at sea, you have great weather. You feel kind of it's warming up. You are getting kind of towards the end of summer, but you are moving into like a tropical. It's been that long. Wow, poor Ron. Kizzy, you continue to have dreams as you get closer and closer to Halder. Your holy symbol doesn't glow after these ones, though. What? Okay. Uh, not okay. Because he's going to start kind of freaking out, but yeah, like visibly not being okay. She's just like, but I was so close I mean, and now I'm not you, okay. You don't feel like the symbol is still works. You can still feel it. And like when like, you pray I, to it, it glows. Just after those dreams, it's it's not as... The as comfort isn't there comfort. to try and like... Oh, but the dreams oh. are like repeating the same events over and over again. Like can I tell what the events are? Like in the beginning they were... Some of them are like just tasks on the ship. Like you feel like you're trying to do something. You just don't do it right. And the day like immediately starts over and you try to do it again. Like, oh my God, this is like real life, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then like oh, this you have a dream of like you wake up and you life. go through your day and you, you sit down you talk to everyone you have meals and then you wake up and the day starts off the way your dream did oh my gosh oh. i guess the only way to check would she would check her holy symbol every single time she woke up just and it's, like pray to it and if it, it, it you can eventually reorient yourself you are starting to feel a little bit disoriented after every one of these dreams uh, but eventually maybe one morning she would mention something to absinthe be like i she would just like one morning probably not looking so great turn to absinthe just be like I have not been having very good sleep. I mean, I guess I'm sleeping. It's just not good. 
That's rough, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> he ha- and she'll like just de- describe the dreams really briefly. It's like it's weird. This is weird. Yeah. I was like, if I happen to upon the conversation slash knowledge of her difficulties, would my tea help her have dreamless sleep? No. So. Just like wander off. You don't have anything. I to probably say. would recommend the same tea. You 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 can try the tea. It doesn't seem to help. Oh, darn. But oh. as it's this journey draws on, you eventually see the Isle of Halder come into view. And by the end of this journey, the, the Isle of Halder has been in sight for the entire day. And it's an island of steep hills and bright green tall trees covering the entire island, going up to a volcanic peak. Probably dead at this point, but. Um, you can see, kind of over the course of the day, a couple of small fishing villages along the coast, or and where there's little boats going in and out. And even from the distance, you can see where several buildings in each of these towns show signs of fire or cannon fire against it. So um, Around midday, you're nearing the far side of the island, where you can see the beaches and low seaside cliffs gives way to the mouth of an inviting bay. Kizzy, in your research, you know this is referred to as uh, the Bay of Iliana. As the Stormbreaker maneuvers into it, you get your first sight of the city of Halder. At the edge of the water, you see the docks, where there's quite a few ships docked, um, either loading or unloading cargo. You immediately notice that they are much smaller than the ships of Kel or any ships you've seen really around. I mean, they're one or two massed ships. They're small little ships compared to what you're used to seeing. Even the ships that are standing guard in the center of the bay are smaller. But beyond the, the docks, you see a large open market where colorful star, uh, stalls and tents are set up, and people move busily around stall to stall. Beyond that, though, the city rises up, uh, built steadily into like rising tiers on these hills that go up into the city. Uh, like, oh, the buildings are all beautiful and white, and they're built really close together, and this, there's not like the, the order that you're, you've seen in, in Nadrin everywhere you've been. It looks like this city just kind of grew rather than was planned and built and executed it just we need a building here okay it goes here and there's like stairs that go up onto roofs of buildings as paths to get into like a road a little bit farther up the hill and it's kind of overwhelming to see but there's also something very artistic and just close-knit about it Greece. there's not yeah that's really what the what the motivation for this is there are not many streets you just like you're seeing there's just kind of narrow almost halls between buildings there's kind of a main passage that goes kind of up the hill to where there is a grand palace and it's got four towers in the corners and just this dome tower in the middle where the the crest of the city is and kind of among the city you see some larger buildings that are marked with like a color and then a metal and then throughout like the neighborhoods kind of like cascade from bigger buildings to smaller as it goes out from those larger estates and throughout those little districts you see kind of the colors of that main building like in canopies or curtains or paint on like the door frames or whatever. So there's little splashes of color among the white and where these neighborhoods intermingle, you see those colors intermix and it's, you can tell there's just, even just looking at it, you can feel the community this city has in it. Artistic as hell. And even the people that you kind of, when you eventually get into the city, you see the people in those neighborhoods wear those colors and there's just little local markets just at random places. We like walking down the street, oh look, here's a local market where people are selling little arts and things and goods that are, are needed. And, Can uh, I live here forever? <laughs> this is Andrea, not yeah. Lizzie. But the city, the city is bustling with life, and you, you pull up to the, the, the dock, and mid, about mid midday, you guys, or I guess mid-afternoon, you guys are disembarking from the Stormbreaker. Did we ever make plans with the Stormbreaker on if they were going to stay or if they were going to drop us off and leave? They intend to stay for at least a time. They've got to get a new cargo. Mm-hmm. 
they've been at sea five weeks. They're going to give their crew a break. Yeah. They're going to see what they can find. They've, are they going to uh, stay in Halder or are they going to go to somewhere they're, that's close by? They're going to stay in Halder for now. They'll be okay. here for at least a week, maybe okay. more. Uh, Trevlin's got kind of an agent on board. He's going to go and buy the things that he can. And So you guys have now arrived in the city of Halder. Ooh, and... <laughs> Absinthe, we never discussed what we were going to do when we got here, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, over the five weeks we had to we have, right? We spent a month on a boat not talking to <laughs> each other. Not talking about... Well, it's... We need to talk to the crown. I so, guess we go to the oh, palace. Yeah. I would assume. Show somebody the note. <laughs> that's where the crown's at. All right. Do you want us all to go with you, or do you want to go in by yourself? I mean, I would appreciate some Do company. I need to go, uh, like, incognito, or? That's up to you. I can't do that, so I'll just, I'll go with you. I'm not going to let you go alone if you don't want to. I'll just be a cat. It's perfect. We're that's, the entourage. That's normal, right? Yeah. Cats. Yeah. I could be your pet cat. Sure. Or a familiar of some sort. He's got a snake. You guys see where the palace is. You kind of bid, bid Captain Joris. Like a brief a good, a goodbye. He, you later. He actually probably would have asked you along the voyage if you could have sent to someone in Drandir uh, to inform them that there might be yes, she would have done a sign that. out of the deep somewhere yes. in, the, in there. Yes. So uh, he he does thank you for your for your service, and he's and he's like I'm I'm grateful that you were there. You made you made a very big difference on that. You uh, your services were not oversold. Thank you. It, thank you for being willing to come out here. Uh, it's nice yeah. here. It's warm. It is. It is I'm warm always up for nice. being an octopus whenever I can. <laughs> so you guys um, kind of make your way to the city. You, you get your, your views of those little side, like side markets, and it's this, this city is beautiful. And even this main road, you kind of like weave your way up mm-hmm. a little bit, and it's it's a very different place than where you've been so far. Since you said that this climate was mostly human, uh, are the are time and Kizzy getting any weird looks? Yes. Or oh no. Uh oh. You notice quite an increase in the number of looks that your your two tieflings are getting. Yeah, let's see. In fact, Olik. Olik is getting Olek looks as well. I'm a cat. Bitsy would have probably true. transformed. And even as a halfling, as well. you see a few halflings. Halflings, halflings are... live with humans. Yeah. They don't really have a, their own thing. Just wanted to make sure. No, the but... three of you are definitely getting some some odd looks. Well, it also doesn't help that I'm like looking down alleys like, what's the best way to get around here? <laughs> so I was going to say, this is a city where that is going to make a difference right now. Not really, because it's just the one path up that you can see. But sneaking around and going places, absolutely, this is where you're oh boy. 100% get around. Oh, yeah. The entire time we could, like, as soon as we could see the pathways, it was just like maps in Oleg's brain. Beautiful mind. Yeah, it's just, yeah, perfect re- recreation of this city yeah. in his head. There are dots and lines Oleg, between if I have places. three pies plus six pies, how many is that? I don't know. I can get where's, you to the pie shop. <laughs> I saw it. Oh, you guys make your way to the city. You guys, I mean, you look out of place anyways. Yeah. I mean, you're adventurous. These people here are wearing just flowing clothes, like they're very light material. You can Kizzy's tell. Like, uh, maybe we, maybe I should change. Maybe we should change. No, Kizzy, could you make me a perception check? Oh gosh, that's a natural. Oh wait, no, it was a seven. Uh, ten total. Okay, uh, keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> you're, I'm doing perception. You're doing wisdom. Uh, so you guys make your way up to the palace, and as you get closer, you can see there's just gardens all around it with just tropical trees and little flower beds with benches around them and just little areas like walkways. Before we get to the palace, time would ask, what is up with the the ruling government here? Well, just asking oh. locally. What's up with the royalty? Yeah. Is... What's up with the royalty? Like, what's I... up with the royalty? Not so much, but like, I'm new here, as you can probably see. Um, just some random person, I guess. Oh, let me do an investigation. Okay. 
you're, if you're trying to find a person, who would you be trying to find? Uh, probably guards. Okay. You're able to find some guards. As Judge. you go through the market. I mean, yeah. you, can, you can find a guard kind of near the market where yeah. there's, there's people, like, in the market, it's a little more diverse because you have people from some of the other islands. Like, you get the sense that most of the trade here is within the isles themselves because mm-hmm. that's where a lot of those smaller yeah. boats are. A lot of symbols on these boats you don't recognize. Yeah. Um, you're right. Like, so the guards are what, what do you mean? What's up with the royal family? What? Well, not even the royal family. Just like, I don't know much about here. Like, who's in charge? Uh, I just like to know these things before talking. <laughs> I don't know. Just kind of current. King and Queen a... Silver are currently in charge of, or the ruling, ruling okay. monarchy here. No, nothing, anything new in like current events that I should be know, know of? Um, nothing in particular. It's been okay. fairly peaceful. Um, I mean, no. Besides, you know, the pirates that are ravaging our seas but okay okay yeah that seems to be common around the world grand pirates is that, is that all uh, uh uh any good place you'd recommend to sleep uh, there's a couple places if you uh aren't afraid of heights there's the sea cliff nights that's uh hanging out over the sea cliffs up that way that sounds dope that's where there's the grand spire in up in the up one of the upper districts uh the market side den kind of points over where it is kind of by the market you see a round building that has no real ceiling but like canopies over it okay so like open to the air and cool uh and then there's uh the the deep well which is kind of a little bit back more towards the waterfront it's built Mm -hmm. into the cliff side any of those would do you well that's cool thank you i vote cliff can i roll insight on that guard as he was talking to time yeah just to get like a pointed out the crappiest places in town. Time, in terms of finding information, he's going to go to an authoritative figure. Nineteen plus twelve is like. <laughs> yeah, so she just kind of wants to see like if he's just putting up with him because he's a tiefling, or if he's actually like just doesn't care. She's been seeing this the looks, and she wants to see how the royal guard. He of... seems a little put off by the fact that time is a tiefling, but he, the information he's giving is seems legit, especially when he, he mentions the, the market side den or whatever. Okay. It looks like a good establishment just from the outside. I mean, it, it's not falling apart. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you see people kind of in like a little area outside, kind of lounging or whatever. It look, they look comfortable. So, I mean, you get the sense that he was being honest. You do, sense he doesn't probably deal with tieflings very often. Okay. Just like, I don't know. The just protocol. not not super comfortable. Do I look at your horse? <sighs> yeah, he's, yeah, he looks a little uncomfortable. He looks at all of you and he, there's obviously suspicion because mm-hmm. all of you are quite obviously foreigners. <laughs> Absinthe is the one that looks least out of place. That's probably what The people thinking. here, the humans here tend to have a little bit darker skin. So, Absinthe isn't completely out of place, but obviously has an Adrin style to their clothing. You, so you guys all stand out. Mm-hmm. I mean, armor, armor. Uh, yeah, like dragon leather. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Kizzy would have well, worn her armor. Well, too. <laughs> yeah, Kizzy would have totally put on her new dress. So you eventually make your way up to the, the royal palace, and you're stopped kind of at the gate, but you can kind of see inside where there's those gardens, and you see some people finally and finally like finally dressed in robes that have like gold trimming on the end, just kind of walking through them. I think it's um, right here. And you're kind of stopped by very official-looking guards, and they're of course like, "Well, how, what's your business here?" I would show them the notice. <laughs> That's been all crumpled up from Oleg's pocket. And um, say, I saw this. I'm Absinthe. Absinthe Artemisia. I think they kind of take that and they, they look back and forth at each other. Like, wait here. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, sure you are. Okay. Um, they leave and you're waiting about 10 minutes or so. There's a place you can sit and wait if you want. <laughs> they just leave you waiting. You're like, one one left. There is one that stayed. Um, and he 
comes back accompanied by another human. Um, he's wearing wearing robes. He has a very sober face, kind of broad shoulders. And he approaches, and uh, I'm a Vizier Bellin. Of course there's a Vizier. <laughs> I was told that someone has answered our call for the, the Hero of Breeze Bay. That would be me. Um, I hope this does not take in any offense that that is a, a claim we would like to know if there's some way that you can back up or prove. Oh, please tell me you do like the rock concert like you did for my birthday. I mean, what else would I do? It's, it's completely up to you. <laughs> I don't have an ID. Do you have like any strange markings? Gosh. I've got tattoos. Like, know. I'm a very distinctive looking individual. So this is the first time you haven't been recognized as who you are when you suddenly realize, like, man, I am like three to four months away from anywhere I've been before. They'll find a pirate. They can, <laughs> they can vouch for me. Not Would you be willing that. to submit to a magical means of perhaps determining your Okay, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I cannot cast Zone of Truth as the the, the, the priestess here recommends. Make it sound I, terrifying. I could cast Suggestion on you if you'd be willing to submit to that. All right. I have a Vizier that knows Suggestion. I know, like, none of this is good. So evil man. <laughs> yeah, I would be very suspicious of this dude. Insight, freaking 23. <laughs> he seems to be upfront and being honest. You don't sense that he is going to hurt you. I mean, he, that's, that's a legitimate claim. Like, anybody could walk in being yeah. like, I would like a reward and a title. I'm just like, how many others have made it this far? <laughs> and so he, if, if you're willing to, he goes, he, uh, he begins working the magic. You see that it is bardic in nature, perhaps. Um, and he casts a suggestion. I would, I would appreciate if you spoke completely truthfully about whether or not you are the individual known as Absinth Artemisia, the hero of Breeze Bay. That's me. That's what I'm called. And so he can tell that you didn't resist that. He's like, Pharaoh, that, that will suit enough for now. And, and so you, you can actually feel that as soon as that suggestion spell, you, you've spoken that, you feel him dismiss it. Okay. Good. I'm not creeped out at all. He goes, I, I apologize. Um, so okay. you're, you're escorted into the palace, the doors open up, and you walk through halls that are full of light, actually. There's a lot of, like, glass ceilings and, like, with, like, bits of stained glass that so just cast a little bit of light, like, colored light here and there. And there's murals on the wall of, like, the scenes around the island and you eventually are led kind of through that entry hall and do it through a couple of other chambers and into eventually a chamber where there are two people seated at the far end of the room and there's a little kind of fountain in the center and it's very beautiful in here and uh he, he kind of asks you to wait a moment and he, he walks around the front and approaches two two individuals one uh, man and woman you assume king and queen the queen is wearing just a beautiful dress of just like light blue and it's got little touches of like, mithril beading and gold around the edges. I mean, she, it's beautiful. The king is a little bit not quite as ostentatiously dressed. She's kind of, kind of got a rich doublet, <laughs> open sleeves, because it is warm here. And he's, it's, it's all light materials. And <clears throat> Bellin walks up to him and, and kind of bows. And you hear him speak softly. He's like, oh, the, the, the summons was answered for the hero of Breeze Bay. Oh, and he's like, oh, well, go, go fetch my, my daughter. She, she's, she'll be interested in hearing about this. And so he goes, of course. And he, he kind of motions you guys forward. And he, as soon as you're kind of in place with the king and queen, he walks off through a side door. <laughs> and so he stands up and goes, ah, oh, it's, it's excellent to meet you. I'm a king uh, Tremond. And uh, you I've, I've heard stories about. 
It's amazing that a word has gotten this far. It's kind of impressive. Interestingly, it's really my uh, my daughter, who... <laughs> <laughs> I don't make... Absinthe doesn't. Absinthe is like, I'm getting really suspicious, I though. wonder who this daughter is. Gee, I wonder if I'm going to recognize her. Um... It's like, oh, uh, when we started having issues with uh, the pirates that um, you obviously know about, um, she was the one who brought the suggestion to bring the hero who had driven them out of Breeze Bay. I was, I will admit, somewhat uh, doubtful that her, her plan would work. <laughs> what, dude? Moss, I'll Moss see you soon. Like, I'll, I'll see, see you soon. real soon. Like, Wait, what the? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, oh, excuse my rudeness. This is, this is my wife, uh, Lucina. And there's the, she. She kind of smiles at you. I mean, she, you you can tell he's very open and warm, and she's a little bit more. She's more polite. She goes, oh, it's, it's, it is wonderful to see you. I'm, I hope the journey wasn't too taxing. It was eventful, but we've we've made it without too much trouble. And so eventually, um, I mean, I don't know if there's anything you want to talk to him about for a couple minutes before any questions well, you have. Just like how long have and what has been going on? How many ships? <sighs> what has been? Get me up to date. <laughs> well, it's, that seems fair. It's, it's been, what, a, what, dear, about a year, year or so, since the this horrible ship showed up. And there, I think that there, we've seen three at once at one time, that and two other ships. And they raided our coast on and off since then. They've hit anywhere among the isles. Our ships are just not, not built to handle a ship of that superior firepower. We've have some defenses we're able to keep them out of the bay but it's only a matter of time we they haven't they haven't been seen for about two weeks hmm. um which makes me nervous i'm sure they're not gone <laughs> yes i'm no fool but yeah nobody no no reports for any of the kingdoms have seen them for about two weeks yeah i was gonna say uh, we understand that they are uh, of the same they're the, the sea specters okay the same pirates that you so famously drove out of the city of breeze bay have they made any specific demands? They have a man that... An emissary, I suppose you would say. What he refers to himself as. He's a bit of a toad, if you ask me. <laughs> who demands payment in exchange for peace on our shores. <sighs> that sounds about right. We have not capitulated. We try to drive them off. We've lost a number of ships. But we do our best. And About this time, a door opens on, on the side. And... Uh, Oh, uh, excuse me. This is this is my daughter Simza, and uh, you see a, a young woman walk in, early twenties or so. Uh, you don't recognize her. Uh, initially, don't recognize her you, like as someone you've met. She has long, flowing black hair, and she's wearing just this red, like beautiful red dress. And she just walks in very elegantly and uh, takes you a moment, and you're, you're you're actually kind of distracted by her. So make a wisdom check. Absence, since you seem to be the one most freaking out about this. Can I smell her? You can. She smells like a person from here. Uh, <laughs> no, if I could recognize her smell. You, you, you don't. Thirteen. Okay, it's, so it's going to take you a second uh, to kind of connect some dots, but in that time, the the king is like, "Oh, Simza, this is a uh, the, the the hero of, of Breeze Bay." And he's kind of smiling about it. And she she gives you a, a very penetrating look, and. Uh, it's just the look she gives you that clicks. You've seen this face before. Your mind like refuses to like connect this. It's almost as if you were looking at a human version of Kizzy. 
<laughs> oh, time rolled a 19. Is Kizzy with me? Kizzy is absolutely with you. Kizzy is standing right beside you. Can we all check you on this? You can absolutely all check on Tyler's that. Just like, <laughs> that one. <laughs> Bless Oleg. Um, the king goes, again, excuse me, I, I'm being rude. Um, what, 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 who are your companions? I've, I've not... Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm afraid. That was the other thing I thought might have happened. Kizzy, you don't, you don't make that connection. Nope. God, she's like, that's a pretty that girl. Her perception? She's very pretty. Wisdom. Oh, well, you know, that's like a 27. So I'd start with, this is my friend. Or associate, I guess. Time. This is Olek. Yo. This lovely feline is Bitsy. And this is Kizzy. Hello. So, roll an insight check with advantage, because you obviously are paying attention at this point. Dang it. Oh, dang. Really? So what what is that roll? (laughs) It's a three and a four. What's what's it end up being? The total. What's the total? Nine. It's not really hard, because you are, you're expecting a little bit, maybe not quite the level of what you see. Um, as soon as you say her name, both the king and queen go pale, and the queen's hands, like, grip tighter on the throne, and all emotion leaves her face, and she is 100% unreadable. But the king just turns and stares at her. He's gone pale, and he's like, you can tell he's trying not to, but he is not even guarding his emotions at all. It's almost like you just came and punched him upside the head. He is looking at her with this combination of shock and something bordering on just, not fear quite, but just like, I can't believe this happened, and joy. Hmm. And I think, with that, yeah. we're going to call it a night. <laughs> Which one was born first? Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy coming alongside us for a little adventure. For news and updates, as well as future episodes, follow us on iTunes or Podbean. And while you're there, if you're feeling particularly adventurous, we'd love for you to rate and review the show as well. For contact information, as well as any information on the campaign, head over to throughthebalcony.podbean.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.